Is is Nina with us? No, she said she's uh, she's not ready yet. She's saying she's oh, okay. declining to call oh. because she's not ready. Okay, yet. okay, okay. Well, I guess. And we'll... let me just respond to her uh, right now. Just be brusque. Uh, be brusque. Uh, be brusque. Okie dokie. No, that's not good. Hi everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. And today we're joined by the third dragon, Nina Matsumoto, has joined us. Hello, Nina. Hi, guys. <laughs> Everyone I'm, I'm is... waving right now. <laughs> you're waving. Did you say you're I'm waiting? as hard as I can. Yeah. I'm waving. Oh, waving. Thank you. Waving my hand. Oh, oh. luckily, luckily I don't have the video function of Skype on, so I'm, I'm missing all of this. It's good. Yeah, I, I don't have a camera, but yeah, <laughs> well, that's we why all, it's not working. Should we all wave? Okay, <laughs> sure. we'll all wave. I'm right waving now. too, frantically. I would advise everyone at home to to wave. You know what? Here's what I'm going to say. Let's all just do the wave right now. <laughs> oh, so okay. Here if, we go. One, you live in the, two. If you live in the oh, east, you yeah. will start it, okay. and then we'll work our way to the west. So you're oh, in my the God. west right now, so wait it out. Okay, so and, I'll, you know, I'll count it in. Okay. I'll count it in, and then we'll let people in the east start, and then we will we will finish. So here yes. we go. One, two, three, start. Do we go yet? I'm going to go now. I'm going to go. <laughs> Wave. Whoa. Oh, nice. Whoa. <laughs> well, I actually stood up. I, I felt like you guys were just faking it. How dare you? <laughs> it's the no, magic, no, it's magic like, of radio. <laughs> I, I have a mic on a, on a crane arm now, so I moved the... The mic up as I stood up. Oh, nice! That was good. Yes. No. Oh, it's going to be nothing but crane arm talk on this whole podcast. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It have is you guys really nice to have this technology of putting a a mic to a crane. You know what? I I actually, to be honest, I actually prefer the the mic stands that we have on at Ian's for doing the Sneaky Dragon regularly. Like I do. Oh yeah. I I find that I tend to to bump into this mic the the crane arm more than I do with this the. Uh, the stand. I, I, well, you got to stop gesturing wildly as you talk. <laughs> well, I cannot. That's your problem. My, I know that you know my wild gesticulations are obviously a problem. I've always had a problem with premature gesticulation. He has knocked but, over uh, many a glass. Yeah, and I remember the the difficulties you had with your mic stand during uh, the the film recording. Oh, that's right. Well, that was I more to, like, piece to, piece it together with like masking tape. That's right. That wasn't really the mic stand. That was the. Um, the, what do they call those? Oh, I guess it was sort of the mic stand. It's the, but it's the the piece that little uh, isolator, you know, the springed, the like the elastic yeah. held together piece that kind of keeps the microphone from touching anything, so that it doesn't yeah. it does it gets less uh less you know vibration and stuff to to affect. Yeah, Nick Nick Park was so bored he did another short film while waiting. <laughs> Oh, that's what he was sculpting. Yeah, that's what he was doing. He was like, oh, bloody hell, bloody hell, bloody hell. And he just did. It was, it was, it was quite nice. That's good. Yeah, it's something to watch. I was too and busy that's my trying to. of uh, Nick Park is bloody hell, bloody hell. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah, he's a very, very angry man. <laughs> oh, so mad. He goes <laughs> outside. think throws... it from watching his movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, he goes outside, throws rocks at birds. I'm like, okay. leave him alone. It's like, ah, oh, they have the sky. They've got room to dodge. Yeah. So he's just really I mean. think he's like the the English Lawrence Tierney. You think he's like Wallace, but he's more like the were rabbit. Oh. 
That's a deep, strong word. Deep cut. <laughs> it's been too long since I've seen that film, so I don't get the reference. <laughs> you don't. Get... No one remembers that no, film. If there is no reference. Film, you still won't remember that film. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it, it instantly like, oh yeah, no, it was fine. It was good. You know what? Um, on on what a cartoon, which is done by uh by my fiance Bob, uh, they do a movie poll every month where uh guests, not guests, listeners get to choose what movie they cover, and usually there's like four. Or yeah, about three or five, four choices. Okay. And uh, I think Chris of the Weird Rabbit has gone up like three times and came in dead last every wow. single time. Wow. I, it's just, I guess it's you know, I mean that's the difference between Canada and the states. Of course, is is our connection to England. Things here, it, you know, it, it feels it, like it's just always up against stiff competition. I that's part of it, but I think also it's just you know there's that slight disconnect. You know the fact the fact that here in Canada, you know something like Monty Python was being watched as soon as it was on british television it was being rebroadcast here on cbc and they're super popular they had the they had the live tour in 1971 and it wasn't shown in the states until like 76 you know like so oh really yeah it's just there's just that slight disconnect between america and england that's uh that always kind of you know makes it hard is that the same case with mr bean I was about to say that Gromit is very Mr. Bean. Like the British can take a, a, a character that doesn't talk, and I think it's harder for uh, a um, North American audience to deal with that. They can do it with a wily e. coyote and a roadrunner, but even then, it's like ugh, it's never anyone's <laughs> favorite character in the in the Warner Brothers pantheon. Yeah, well, when characters don't talk. Yeah, and, and yet there are lots of silent protagonists in video games. Oh, in video games, yes, but that's because but that's different because you're playing you. as yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, P- PBS is a little different. Like PBS is a little different. And that's where that's where I saw um, uh, Mr. Bean, and I think that they're a little different because well, they're the they were the ones that broke Monty Python in, in America and kind of reaped the benefits of having this super popular show on, on their channel, you know. And so they, um, I think, I think. I think when I first saw Monty Python, I saw it during a pledge drive. I don't remember. I know I, the first time I saw Marx Brothers was on was on uh, KCTS or, or the PBS station here, and that was definitely during a pledge drive because I remember that. But um, yeah, it just it feels like that. You know, it's just been sort of like there. I, I remember them doing like um, when I was in grade eight, maybe they did a like a two day all Monty Python tell you know like basic like you know, marathon where they and they were just take you know and they're racking up the pledges and stuff you know because it was so popular so you know. So I think that they've always been kind of so black adder and, you know, in Doctor in the House and stuff. That's the, all things that I saw on, on PBS. And I think they're just trying to, like, find that lightning in the bottle again, you know, like, well, Monty Python worked. Let's keep trying. Dad's Army. Okay. Let's, that, Doctor in the House. Well, it didn't quite, LOLO uh, didn't quite do it either. I always uh, was so annoyed by one of those pledge drives when they had those breaks with people <laughs> just talking about nothing. Yes. It, it just was like, look, just have a counter up and tell me how much money we have to give you to shut up and just get on to the show and we'll make it. We'll yeah. do it. Like, just, just let us know. And then we'll watch Red Dwarf or Monty Python or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah. shut up. Yeah. Red Dwarf is another, is another example. That's a good example, too, of a show that was on Casey, like on the PBS. Yeah, because I think CBC kind of gave up on that element of itself. Like it feels to me like when I, I when I grew up that you when I grew up we saw you know like the the midnight movie on CBC was basically like British movies, but I think they kind of stopped that at some point. Did you did you watch British shows when you were growing up, Nina? No, I've never been a big fan of British stuff. To be honest, mm-hmm. British humor. I just 
I don't know what it is about it. I just uh, I just can't get into it. I do like Mr. Bean and I do like uh, Wallace and Gromit. I could never get into Black Adder. Uh, I like the American Office way more than the U- uh, UK Office. Mm-hmm. And yeah, different I, I shows watched for some sure. Monty Python. Yeah, they are very, very different approaches. But uh, yeah, like, I don't know what it is about it. I, I feel like I'm missing something, maybe. Well, I think... I mean, it's cultural difference. It's just cultural differences, but also I think time as well. Like time isn't kind to comedy, and time isn't. And a lot of these are really old. And time isn't kind to stuff. to that kind of like satire or parody of things because, like, I remember watching Monty Python when I was a kid, and it just seemed absolutely normal. The what what they were doing. I mean, I don't mean I don't mean the comedy was normal, but like this, like the TV sets and things, they just seemed normal. And then watching it recently, when I was rewatching it for a little bit. Uh, one thing that struck me was how how poverty row all the sets looked. You know, it just felt like everything looked really cheap and awful. And then I, but I realized, oh, that was just TV at that time. Everything did look cheap and not kind of awful. And that was just how it was. So at the time, these these sets seemed perfectly authentic. But watching it now, you're, you're there's a certain there's a certain kind of remove of reality that everything doesn't. It feels like it's kind of cheap and fake. You know? Do you know what I mean, Ian? No, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> it's, it's actually oh, whenever, I love some support. Whenever uh, Nina's mentioned the, uh, and I'm going to talk about her like she's not here. Sure, um, please do. Whenever she's I am mentioned, not there. that is true. <laughs> in fact, who is here anymore? Who knows in this crazy uh, lockdown? Uh, but when you've mentioned the sitcoms that you liked when you were younger, it always surprises me because they're so mainstream. And I always think like, oh, Nina, she's really edgy. She knows the most obscure <laughs> stuff, the deepest cuts. And she's got the foreign version of this that's got the special dub this and that and the other. And then it's like Fraser. I was like, oh, OK, fair, fair, fair enough or, or, or something like those. But if you but if you like those kind of sitcoms, those are very slick. And then if you'd watch a British sitcom, it does look, like you say, it looks very low, low end yeah. compared to... Well, especially the 70s uh, stuff, which is what people yeah. like, but... It's so tight with dialogue and something like, mm. you know, a North American sitcom is very, very set up punchline, set up punchline, you know, uh, move, moving it along, whereas a British thing is a lot of long looks and... <laughs> yeah, I, I just could not ever appreciate that, I guess. Like, especially when I was growing up, I could never get into older shows. Yeah. I just like the current stuff. I well, just couldn't get into yeah. the pacing and, and the look. Like, everything looks old. Like, when you're younger, I feel like when you're younger, you prefer things that look current to, to things that look old. I wasn't that way. I was not that way, but... Well, you're, you're special. Thank you. <laughs> you're a special exception. <laughs> Thank you for, the, for that. Thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> I think just because I liked comedy so much that I didn't care what guise it came in, you know? Uh, I think that's the thing. Like, you guys are comedy nerds. And I don't think I've ever been that way. Well, let's not it's go not, too far. It's not far. like I watch things to seek out comedy. Yeah. Yeah, see, I did. You know, like I, I remember a te- uh, grade six, a teacher playing um, The Gold Rush, the Chaplin film for us in school. And for no reason, just because he, I guess he, he liked it. And so he played it for us. And I just thought it was great. You know, I'd never seen Chaplin before. And that it just blew my mind. I didn't care that it was silent. I didn't care that it was black and white. I didn't care that it was from a long time ago. It was just really funny. And so that, no, uh, you know. That I was definitely one of those me. kids who could not watch uh, black and white stuff either. Yeah. Mm. I, can, I can do it now for sure. Mm-hmm. But back then, I'm like, oh, what is this? That's mi- color? That, that's also a mystery to me. I remember one time some friends of Mary's were visiting and she insisted on playing monkey business for them, the Marks for their film. And the one girl was so disgusted that it was black and white, she just turned away from the television and fell asleep. <laughs> 
So like, whoa, that's, that's that's cool. You know how to put kids to sleep instantly. <laughs> show them black and it's white. It's just so weird. Like it's such denial, but I guess to her it was just so so awful looking, like so alien. You know, for for me, I grew up when I was a little kid. We we had a black and white TV. Like I remember when we got a color television. That is a memory of mine. Us getting a color TV. So so I remember watching TV on on black and white. And then when when we got a color television, the black and white TV set went downstairs, and that's where I would watch TV shows that my parents didn't want to watch, like the, the gong show or whatever. I would watch it downstairs in black and white. And Yeah, gong show was definitely watch it downstairs. <laughs> yes, your parents didn't want to watch yeah. the gong show. Like, I think the difference <laughs> is, like, I never got into, uh, even though I knew it was good, stuff like Cheers or Friends or Frasier. And I think it's because when I was growing up, uh, sitcoms were uh, just bananas. Like, they were, uh, I married a genie. and they, here, Here's a witch. Yeah. And, you know, it's like everything was crazy. And so when when I was watching a sitcom and it was like uh, two people sitting and talking on a couch, I'm like, hmm, okay. I just I, w- I was fed candy as a child, and then now here's a delicious salad. I'm like I don't know, I don't know if I could take this salad. I I just want something something banana. Even when it was something like a Brady Bunch or a Partridge Family, yeah. uh, there was still a Brady Bunch cartoon where they had a magical uh, bird that was their friend, and and the Partridge Family were in the future flying around in Jetsons cars as well. So even the most uh, mundane sitcoms also had uh, weird uh, spinoffs. And then British British shows and uh, also have a certain physical element to them that, that American shows definitely don't have because they're so set-bound, whereas British shows will often have filmed elements to them and studio elements in, in a sitcom. So like something to, like To the Manor Born, for instance, you would have the, the, the house sets where, you know, where they're you're at one character's house or Penelope Keith or whatever her name was house and then the other guy's house but then you also had like outdoor segments as well so you could have physical comedy in in that and you know and have actual physical elements whereas in most american sitcoms there's very little physicality sometimes you'll have jack ritter falling over a couch or something but the only real physical slapstick in that show is in the credit sequence. It's n- there's nothing in the show itself where there's much in the way of slapstick. Except the Dick Van Dyke show would be an exception, I think. But even there, it's it's pretty set bound. Uh, let me just cl- uh, clarify: John Ritter, who is playing Jack Tripper. Oh, sorry. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I conflated my my sitcom characters with the with the actor. Based on the British sitcom Man About the House. Sure. Uh, yeah. I've not really seen Man About the House, so. Uh... It's very dirty. It's a much dirtier version of uh, of that, and I think more homophobic. So if that's what you're looking for in your sitcom is like more homophobic Mr. Roper, uh, then give, give Man About the House a try. Uh, yeah, it sounds great. Uh, I think it would be pleasantly... It's not what I watched, yeah. Not what I watched. Okay. No, I think... Uh, I mean, there's obviously just like... I mean, the other problem, of course, is that we here, we get... Either, and for the most part, we get the cream of the crop in terms of British comedy, right? We don't get we don't get the I guess we did get the Three's Company like that's not a good example but you know we don't really get the shows that were you know just like bottom of the barrel there is some attempt to send the what would be considered like the best of of you know whether it's the the rise and fall is the rise and fall of Reginald Perrin or yeah. Dad's Army or or Doctor in the House those shows all seem like better than they should be and you know compared to what we had in terms of of of, of comedy like in terms of comedy sitcoms those shows seemed so much better. And maybe it was because it was British and I was just a snob. I don't know. 
that's yeah, well, I had that's I had British grand, grandparents, so you know it was an easy sell for me to get them to watch that, and I could watch that over at their place, and so mm. that was nice. And we'd all laugh at it together, and so that's what that's <laughs> what you want as a kid is to like have an excuse for your grandparents to be around, and then you know if I put on cartoons, they're in the other room. No, they're not watching Spider Man with me by any means. Yeah. So yeah, Monty Python, they'll uh, stick around, and so yeah, I, I kind of got to liking that stuff. And like Doctor in the House had tons of scripts written by Graham Chapman. Uh, he wrote for that show for years uh, as as a sideline to doing Monty Python. And John Cleese contributed to the show. In fact, John Cleese, one of his episodes for Doctor in the House was sort of like the the uh, kind of like what we call it the pilot episode of Faulty Towers, in, mm-hmm. involving uh, you know them going to a, a bed and breakfast or a small hotel and 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 the this this mad this mad landlord and stuff like that, and which were all based in a character that they actually met when they were when they were filming as Monty Python, when they're going out to do filming, they stayed at this place with this lunatic, uh, you know, hotel manager. And so that he took that character and did, did a Doctor in the Host show about it and then later on spun that off into Faulty Towers. Okay. There like I always felt when I saw Doctor in the House, it was similar to MASH, but not the TV show MASH, but like the movie MASH and then the spinoff books where it's like, Doctors are assholes. They're just they're just <laughs> drunken, horrible assholes. Uh, uh, and... It depends. It depends what season you watched. I think or where you where you <laughs> fell in it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was always like that, but there was a certain. I mean, there was a certain blokish element to it for sure. That was that was. And by the way, it. Nina, if you want to bring up anything from present day, you're welcome to. <laughs> if you want to defend something? Fraser, can, can you I say, say something? something? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. You have uh, the floor. Uh, so d- due to the, the nature of the lockdown, I know you guys uh, uh, don't have as many things to talk about these days because uh, we're all not going out doing anything. <laughs> and that's yeah. usually what you guys like to talk about yeah. every week. Okay. But because of that, uh, because we're all like locked inside, yeah. uh, you guys have had to talk about a lot of old shows and whatnot. <laughs> and I found myself being completely lost <laughs> listening to your show recently. Huh. Excellent. Okay. Interesting. I think Good. Last, last episode, you guys talked about Fantasy Island for like uh, two hours. Yes. Not, let's be fair. And more of, more of like just, an hour and a half, but okay. Okay. I'll, I'll be fair. Uh, an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, talk about Fantasy Island. And I was yeah. just like, I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. I know. It's so funny. It's such okay, a. Okay, Nina, then let me say this. You get to pick the topic for today's yeah, show. Yeah, you then. spin the wheel. I I want to talk topic. about how I'm doing. Okay. Very good. Okay, let's let's set this up. Let's set this up, and, then and I want to hear will... about how you guys are doing too. Okay. Okay, we'll we'll do that. Enough of the shows and Fantasy Islands. And okay. All right. So brief, briefly, <laughs> my, comedy. Briefly, my mother, the car. I think that uh, they didn't deal with the fact that there's an afterlife, and they had proof of it. Uh, okay, and that's uh, that's enough of that. Okay, so how how are we would... doing? I would say that okay. Th- real real quick on me. Uh, I will say, like, uh, let me take you back quickly to 9/11, if that's okay. Uh, when 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 uh, when 9/11 happened, one of the first things that uh, Pia and I did, we didn't live together at the time, and uh, and she came over and we started watching a little TV and just went, you know what? I can't watch this news uh, all the time. I gotta I, we gotta do something. So we went out and we got like a cable box and that that did run old shows, and so uh, I spent like a lot of time watching the Game Show Network. So I did kind of bury myself in the past. 
a lot while the present was just too much to deal with. So I think while you're saying like that we're going back to Fantasy Island and all this shit, it's basically that. It's just like the idea of what's actually going on right now. It's so gah uh, that uh, it is a little bit of a stepping back into the past. But then every day I try to also do something to make things a little bit better and uh, uh, learn, you know, you're just kind of getting by, uh, burying yourself in a little bit of denial and uh and uh trying to make things a little bit better so that's that's how i'm doing i understand yeah i i saw you're working on your garden yes doing a lot of gardening yeah uh p is out right now uh digging i was actually i was digging uh a big bunch of dirt and putting it somewhere else and i was really enjoying it and i still i mm. kept having that simpson song in my in my head while doing it which is uh gonna dig me a hole gonna put a nerd in it and just had that looping in my head <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say chop, chop, dig, dig. <laughs> but you don't have two wives, so you can't sing that one. That is that is true. I, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, we're doing gardening. I've been, like, baking a lot more. I've been trying to write. But uh, part of my brain isn't quite connecting right now. Uh, so, you know, doing doing the best I can. Oh, yeah. Uh, I noticed um, you guys have been making a lot of bread like everyone else. Because <laughs> yeah. you found yeah. a, a, a treasure trove of yeast. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I got a sourdough starter like everyone else uh, now, and uh, it's. Uh, I feed the cat in the morning, and then I feed the starter. Okay, and, so uh, like, what is in that thing? What is in that jar? Okay, uh, real real quick, because I think a lot of people do know this already, but I'll tell you. First of all, you start off with an equal portion of uh, flour. I've never baked and... bread in my life, so. I oh wait, well, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll let you know. This is a this is a week long process, but it oh, repeats. Wow. It's really fast. So, uh, to, in dis, in discussing it, not in doing it. Uh, equal parts flour, any kind of flour will do. But people like rye flour, or whatever. But you can use whole wheat flour or all-purpose flour, whatever you want, as long as you have equal weight. Uh, flour and water then uh, mix that together then the next day uh, you want to throw out about half of that and then add uh, equal portions like maybe about 75 grams or so of like flour and water and then every day do that every day throw out about half of it and then feed it an equal portion of water uh, warm water and flour and then in about a week or so you'll see it bubbling it'll smell vinegary a little bit alcoholy and uh, you'll use that as your uh, base for making sourdough bread. That's what's going to be your yeast. That's what's going to make it rise. So because no one had yeast, we couldn't find any yeast anywhere. Uh, people had to learn how to make their own yeast. And, uh, and, and sourdough is the easiest way of going about doing that. So that's what people have been doing. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Eve, ha Eve has one that she got from, uh, from Mary's boyfriend, a sourdough starter as well. She's been tending that here at home. Do you, yeah, eat, um, do you eat bread normally anyway, Nina? Is that something you're... No, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a big bread eater. Uh, I've been eating... My bread consumption has gone up like 500% since uh, <laughs> we started self-quarantining because, you know, it's, it's good for like making quick things uh, like, like sandwiches or, or toast in the morning or whatever. And it freezes very well, too. Like, I would just buy sliced bread and then just freeze it all, or most of it, by putting, like, parchment paper in between each slice and then putting in two Ziploc bags. And then, you know, you just stick one in the uh, a frozen piece in the toaster, and it's fine. It tastes perfectly fine. Yep. So yeah. the, other, uh, the other thing I've been making, sorry, I'll say this quick and then I'll throw it over to Dave, is uh, I, I, I just got like a bunch of books from different local bookstores. And one of them is uh, Japanese cooking with manga. And it's like all these uh, Japanese recipes uh, 
you know, uh, illustrated, which is the best way for me to learn how to do anything. So I've just oh, gone yeah. out and bought like a whole bunch of ingredients and uh, uh, made a Japanese uh, pancake. I'm not going to pronounce it correctly, so I'm not going to say what it is. Uh, but that was very that turned out really, really well. So moving on from there, I'm probably going to make There's some a special uh, name for Japanese pancakes. You know, that begins with an O. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. You have it in. Uh, you, I, you know what I'm talking about. I right? actually, I actually have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like the one of the most basic street food dishes. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, oh okonomiyaki. Okay. Yes, exactly. That's okay. Exactly. See, I don't think of those pancakes. That's the problem. Okay. <laughs> they're more like I, I know more like crepesy, and if you'd been more specific. <laughs> but I, I made one yesterday, and it was like so good uh, that uh, we all just got stunned by it. So I'm uh, moving on to the next yeah, one, which that, is that's great plans. for like. Uh, making with leftovers and scraps of whatever you have left in your fridge. Exactly. But by, by Japanese pancakes, I thought you were talking about the the really really fluffy kind of pancakes. Oh no 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 no, not the dessert kind. Yeah, I'm talking about the savory kind. Okay okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Nice. I'm, what are you up to, Dave? Well, I'm I'm not baking or cooking. So because I'm working right now, so I mean I'm still doing my job. So I, I'm not at home for most of the day. Lisa's working from home. She's a school teacher, of course, so she is doing her classwork and uh, assignments and things and talking to students via, well, they have a set up through, I think it's the Microsoft Team, no, some word, no, Office 365, I think it is. And so it's, you set up your classes as teams and then you, you can like talk to your kids and then you, um, and they have like meeting, they have like their staff meetings and stuff on, online and, and she hates all that. She just hates it. But it's, why does she hate it? Well, she's not, she's not technically confident around computers and things like that. She feels very intimidated by it all. Uh, okay. As some people do who you didn't grow up with it particularly. You feel that, you know, just the merest press of a button, you're going to blow something up. So, right. So, I yeah. think everyone's being forced to learn yes. how to do computer and, things. Yeah, she's yeah, doing I better. I got over a major fear of mine. Like, I cannot stand video calls at all. Like, mm -hmm. I it used to be if someone was making one, I'd have to leave the room. They literally leave the room. It would make me nauseous. Huh. And now I'm having to do them for shows and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering how you've been doing. Yeah. Not not Both well that. with it. No. <laughs> even you know, even this is very, very difficult. I, I honestly cannot tell. Like, if you, if you told me that you are... Or if you hadn't tell, told me about your anxiety, I would not know that you don't like doing this, like uh, yeah, recording podcasts remotely or doing shows. Like I saw your critical hit stuff, and you look fine. And you sound fine. Okay. So that's, if you if you nice are still fearing it, then you're hiding it very well. I did a series of videos uh, on teaching uh, improv. Oh, those were very, uh, they were really fun. Oh yeah. Thanks. I was so nervous doing those. And I, I was like, I had stage fright in my basement. Like yeah. my mouth would completely dry up. I just stammer. I'd just be like, uh, and I'd have to stop and do it again. And, uh, uh, Vicky van, uh, my sister-in-law, uh, was editing it, uh, put it together in a way that made me look like, ah, that guy's, that guy's doing all right. <laughs> uh, but I know that I wasn't, that I was like, I'm just really, really anxious. Just like, uh, constantly right now. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. So is that editing then? Is that an underlying? Uh, is that a, sort of an underlying feeling that you have all the time right now? But it's because of the because of the the situation. I think there's just uh, I think there's a general thing where like uh, Pia is uh, has asthma. Yeah. So I'm worried. I'm worried about her. Yeah. Uh, I've got 
some stuff going on. Like I've got a little bit of an irregular heartbeat, which is not, it's not super bad by any means. And, you know, I, I was seeing a cardiologist and he was like, it's, it's all right. You know, you're, you're taking the right steps. If you hadn't done anything, it would be a problem in like 10 years, but you're okay. But uh, if, uh, if something like this kicks in like a COVID thing, Oh, yeah. that's no good. Yeah. So, uh, so, so throughout the day, there's always that thing of like one, all the work dried up all all work dried up yeah so we got to figure out how to pay the rent two uh if i step outside to get anything which i have to do i could be it i'm could be risking the lives of the people around me and i'm like geez you know so there's always that underlying going on yeah. and and people people i know are having a hard time and they're out of work too and it's just it's it's the legitimately stressful amazingly difficult time but you've got to still keep going through it and and do the best you can and then it is weird sometimes when people are like, so, uh, you know, uh, so what are you doing with all this time? You're writing a book. You doing anything? <laughs> no, I'm just like trying to be as normal as I possibly can. And yeah. it's uh, nice to hear that uh, I'm coming across that way. Uh, but yeah, every so often you just go, yeah, at least like once or twice a day. Yeah, it's funny how like stress or anxiety can so disrupt how your brain works. I remember when I was sick with cancer and I, I couldn't. You'd think, oh, I'm laying around, just time to read and relax. But I really, I couldn't read. I just couldn't concentrate on things. Mm -hmm. I just found it really hard to like just let my, it was just my mind would not stay sit still long enough to like take in a book. I could watch television like if it was really like this sort of empty-headed television. I think I watched like a ton of the old Avengers show at that time. Just like it was just so easy to just lay on the lay on a couch and watch that. But but yeah, I'd like to read. It's just it's just hard because you're you're just not you just you have this underlying you know, thought process that's, you know, it's kind of like almost subconscious, but it's still affecting you. Yeah. It's like everyone's having weird dreams. I, I, um, and I, we are going to get to you, Nina. For, I know you've got something you're going to talk about. Yes. Um, uh, I wanted to be uh, wait, are we going to talk about talk British about. shows again? What's that? Nothing. Go on. Okay. I was going to say like, that was one of the reasons I got those books was I just went, I haven't read a book in like a month and this mm. is stupid. Yeah. So I, so I ordered a bunch of books and I'm like trying right now to do Linda Berry's uh, making comics uh, course that she's gotten uh, okay. a, a, a book and I'm, I'm quite enjoying that. Okay. Now let's turn this over to our guest, yeah. uh, Nina. Uh, and I'll say this in a, in a, in a little bit of a poochy intro. Uh, Nina, it sounds like you've got something to say. Do you? Yes, I certainly do. Uh, yes, Nina, how, how has this whole uh, COVID-19 thing affected you? Well, I'm actually dealing with it like remarkably well. Good. Uh, to the point where I almost feel guilty for uh, <laughs> dealing with it so well. Me too. Because <laughs> everyone I'm, else I'm in... is like suffering, seems like. Yeah, but... yeah. survivor's guilt, yeah. Yeah. But uh, not not to the point where it's like bothering me or anything. Like it's just once in a while I'm like, geez, like should I be feeling worse? But if I don't <laughs> feel bad, then why should I, you know, force myself to feel bad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, cause I am, I am safe and fine. I, I live myself and I work from home. Uh, my, my work is fine. Fortunately. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about, um, uh, all your work drying up, Ian. Um, oh, speaking of work, I am working on something very important now, which oh. are we allowed to talk about that actually? Uh, I don't know what it is. So let's see. No, like sparks. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's like revealed or anything that we're working. No, on. No, no, it's fine. Point. Okay, okay, yeah. Are you talking I... about? Are you talking about like the sequel to the uh, currently Otter nominated uh, Sparks uh, book? Why, yes, what? Ian, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Wait, Otter nominated? We were nominated by Otters. We were nominated. Uh, it's like a Pacific uh, 
at Northwest, I think, like a group of librarians uh, who uh, you nominated us for uh, uh, an award. So the, the the original Sparks book is, yeah, nominated. Wow. And uh, we've got the second book coming out in uh, August of this year. Yeah. And uh, we're working currently on a third book. And uh, the three of us are the people that put that book together. So, yeah, it's totally fine to be talking about that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, the script recently got approved. So I, I was finally able to start working on that. Uh, I was I was hoping to start working on it uh, in the fall or winter. But uh, like, they just asked for too many, a lot of like revisions and things mm, had to be tweaked. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, you, got now some, we're, so you mean, la- you mean last winter, you mean? Yeah. That you wanted yeah, to? Yeah. And now, okay. now we're into May, like almost it's May. Yeah. 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 I'm like, okay. Well, fortunately, they, they did adjust the schedule. They did. Uh, so uh, they still, they still telescoped it. They still kind of shortened it on, on us, I think. Or a did... little, but that's been fixed. So. Oh, okay. So okay. I started, I started working on that. And yeah, like, uh, like my my personality type is where, like, and I know people uh, who have uh, anxiety issues can't just do this. It's not how it works. But yeah, I'm like, well, worrying about these things won't change the situation at all. Yeah. So there's no point in worrying. So I just like I'm just taking it day by day and counting my blessings, like the fact that I am uh, safe and working, and uh, so is Bob, my fiance. Yeah. He's also safe and working, and uh, I don't know anyone who's sick. Or anything like that. So yeah. yeah. Well, it feels like for for Bob, um, he was in an area that that start like was really proactive with the whole lockdown oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So that's yeah. really you know like probably at the time he was probably thinking like, well, this is stupid. But now you you can be you know you're counting your your blessings that uh, you know that they they did be, where they were oh, so proactive sure. keeping people apart. Like and... I'm glad things are are not as bad up up here in mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah. And then uh, the Bay Area where he lives, he lives in Berkeley. Yes. The Bay Area was it was the first area in the U.S. to start really locking down and give out a, a stay shelter order. Yeah, yeah. So they've really been on top of things. That's good. And he likes he just drinks bleach anyway now. Like so, <laughs> that was just part of his regular routine. So okay. that worked out great. Great. Oh yeah, and and my alcohol consumption has gone up, so that will kill the virus. <laughs> it's been proven, I think. It has, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's pretty... I've been getting I've been getting groceries delivered. Uh, I never did that before, but now I am, and. Yeah. It works fine. Uh, I have, man, I I feel stupid forever worrying about like, oh, what am I going to do for food or drinks before <laughs> uh, doing all this? Because I have too much food and I have too much alcohol <laughs> right now because it's so easy to get things delivered. Huh. Um, my fridge and pantry and freezer are, are all like stuffed. And I, I'm, I don't usually do that. Usually I like to go grocery shopping for fun uh, out of boredom because that's <laughs> that's yeah. what I do for fun, I guess. And I, I would go to the grocery store like every few days. Sure. And I can't do that anymore. And so I have to order like a week's worth of groceries and a little bit more on top of that, just you know, just in case. So now I have like so much food. I have so many ingredients, basic ingredients like you know, like oil, garlic, butter, uh, eggs, that kind of stuff. Sure. And now when I'm like, oh, I feel like having um this for dinner, and I look up a recipe, I'm like, wow. I have all these ingredients. <laughs> oh my god, I could actually make this, hmm. and I've never experienced that before. It's a good feeling. Yeah, I it don't is, normally yeah. have that feeling. You would normally look at a recipe, go, "Well, off I go," and yeah, then go exactly. buy it all, and then bring it in. But at the idea of like, I don't know what's in the fridge. I guess yeah. I have enough to make this really good dish. Well, that's good. Okay, all right. And, and like, uh, it's been it's been so easy getting alcohol delivered. It's actually easier to get. Um, beer delivered than it is to get sparkling water for me right now <laughs> uh, for some reason because um yeah like a lot of times when i try to get it delivered they they run out 
Mm. Or uh, when I look on Amazon, uh, try to get something like a pack of bubbly delivered. They say, sorry, we can't ship this to your address. And I'm like, why? Uh, Why can't you give me sparkling water? So I I have a lot of alcohol. I have like, usually I just have one type of spirit, one type of hard liquor. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now I have like one of every kind. Like I have a bottle of gin, bottle of whiskey, bottle of uh, vodka, a bottle of, I don't have rum. I don't have rum yet. I should get that maybe. Are you okay? Do you need some rum? Because we can drop some off if you need some. Ooh, I would like some. Yeah, so like last night I realized I can make a Moscow mule. Oh, nice. uh, Yeah. I love. I usually like getting Moscow meals at rest, uh, at bars, and now I can't. I'm like, wait, I have, I've never bought vodka. Like, I haven't bought vodka for myself in like several years, but now that I have that, and I got uh, ginger beer delivered the other mm. day from this place. Uh, it, I'll just plug them. Beervan.ca. They deliver beer, and they also were selling sourdough bread. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, I could go for some sourdough bread because I, I don't bake bread, and they also had ginger beer, so I ordered all three of those. And then I'm like, wow, I have all the ingredients I need to make a Moscow Mule. That's ginger beer, uh, vodka, lime juice, uh, served in a copper mug. I even have a copper mug. I was going to ask if you had that. And and mint. I have a sprig of mint that came with a like a pre-packaged uh, box of greens mm. uh, from uh, Spud. Spud is where I order from. Spud.ca, and uh, it was great. The Society for the Prevention of Unfit Diets. No. Yes. Is is that like I can't tell if you're kidding or not. He is, he is, he is, he's a Joshin. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. His okay. eyebrows are going up and down. That's right. right. Uh, can't you see them? So, they are like a quote unquote healthy grocery store. They mm-hmm. sell like okay. organic stuff and yeah. like yeah. vegan stuff. As well as spuds. Yeah, I kept thinking about uh, signing up with them. They, they seemed interesting. You but should. I, I, well, I kept reading like whenever I'd like look at their uh, Facebook ads, there would always be people underneath going like, Hey, what's with all the substitutions? What's with all the, you know, uh, I just got half my stuff this week because they were having a rough time apparently when this all started, but they seem to oh, yeah. uh, have their act a little bit better too. But you're no, like, that, that is the, the, the gamble of ordering groceries right now. And if I can't get certain things, I'll usually get someone else to get some, get them for me. Like when you offer to uh, drop some stuff off for me um, last week, that's uh, stuff I couldn't get through Spud. Spud is fine if you want to get, produce yeah it's like the non-produce stuff that they can sometimes run out of oh actually speaking of substitutions they usually don't substitute stuff for me this time they did and i was actually pretty uh infuriated by this <laughs> i i ordered uh frozen cheddar and potato pierogies okay and they subbed it with onion and potato pierogies which i think is not acceptable <laughs> <laughs> like you can't sub cheddar with onions that's totally different I yeah. don't like having onions with my pierogies. I'm not a big onion oh, fan. Okay, I like I like fried onions uh, with pierogies, but okay. Okay, yeah, but it's see, it's different when it's in a pierogi. Yeah, I don't want to. I, just, I no only like cheddar. cheese. Pro, I only like cheese pierogies. So yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna have to like give it to someone else. Like I am not gonna eat onion and potato. Yeah, you pierogi. tried to pass them along to me, and I just told you to go to hell. It's like <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. Do you have bacon with your pierogi? Do you eat that? Do you ever do that? I used to, but now that I lean more towards a. A vegetarian diet i don't anymore very good if I it do. was fake bacon though like tempeh i i have lots of bacon with me. i i like having bacon. my pierogies uh pretty naked actually like i don't like using like sour cream or oh. uh sauerkraut or bacon or any of that stuff i just have it nice and dry salt and pepper <laughs> is all you need <laughs> I, like, I like a dry pierogi i like a nice, wow. yeah, nice dry yeah, sounds, dry great. sounds great sounds great that's how i had them growing up mm. so i think that's just what i'm used to sure 
No, I mean that's what if that's what you use, of course that's that's the best in the world. Then that's what yeah, you have in your kid. It's the best. Yeah, I went out with uh, I went out off and on with a Ukrainian for a couple of years, and so yeah, it's to me a pierogi. The first pierogies I had were like it's butter, it's sour cream, it's bacon. It's like is there a pierogi in there? Try and find it. I don't know. Sour. That's that's sour see, crab, maybe yeah, that's how I like it. That's how I like it for sure. Do you remember the old Metro Town food court that was on the first floor? Hmm? And it was like. It's kind of like a circular formation, I guess. I don't use, court. I don't go to food carts, but okay. Okay, well, they had a pierogi, pierogi king, if you remember okay. at all. Okay, yeah, I loved going there, but I, I felt like every time I went there and I would ask for no sour cream or onion <laughs> or any of that, they just would be like, "What? Really? <laughs> <laughs> or are you sure? Like, yes, I don't want this stuff. Dry it up. Okay. For I want nice and dry. That's right. I want my food to be a joyless trudge. Pocket. I don't want to stain. <laughs> let's get. Let's make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> a joyless it's trudge just, to the end. This happens a lot. I feel like when I ask for something to be left off my food, they're just yeah. like, huh? Well, because you're because you're paying for it anyway, right? Like that's what yeah, they're thinking. They're like, well, you're already paying for the sour cream. What, don't you just want it on the side? No, I don't want anything. But, no. but you're paying for it. Yeah, it comes, it comes also, with like, it. It'd be a waste of food for them to put on my plate. Right, I know but I don't it comes want it. with it. It's free. Yeah, but it's still not it touching. That's what they're it's thinking. The garbage right? later. Yeah, you're a bad person. Yeah, I have a hard time asking for uh, this removed or that added. But but now that I'm ordering food uh, online, like an Uber Eats or something like that, they always have the options there. And it's like, would you like extra this or would you like this removed? And I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> we can really tweak it all up. And if I were like, I ordered like some McDonald's like last week and it was like, uh, hey, let's put some extra pickles on that Big Mac. Hey, I would like a side of sauce. Yes, <laughs> I know. That's, Let's make this all happen. I was going to say, that's what happened with White Spot. Like, ordering on the the, the website with, with White Spot, like, the first thing that pops up is side of pickles. I'm like, that's not even in the menu in the restaurant anymore. I'm getting that side of pickles, yeah. And then when you do your burger, they offer you, like, ex- like you can you can ask for extra sauce on the burger itself. Oh, and you can also have, like, a side of sauce for nothing. It's like, how come I didn't know all these secrets? I'm going to be a real pain in the ass when, when I can get back to the restaurant again. Yeah, once things get back to normal, we're all going to be assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Except for someone... Nina, whose life will yeah, not She's going to be like, <laughs> could you please take all that off of my burger? So it's just bread. And in fact, forget about the bread. I don't like bread. I just want the, the bun. In fact, I the pizza meat. I didn't want the meat, actually. If you can make it a carrot, that'd be perfect. Thank you. Wasn't there someone on Twitter who ordered extra pickles on uh, a fast food burger? I can't remember if it was McDonald's or not. And just got like this incredible amount of pickles <laughs> no no it, it wasn't pickles it was yeah. cream cheese okay in a what? bagel that's weird yeah. oh okay well that's, that's not cream cheese and they just got like a, almost a, a passive aggressive amount of cream yeah cheese. yeah super super schmear yeah. remember this well they shouldn't have yeah, I... they shouldn't have been eating at sarcasms it's their fault oh yeah this was mcdonald's the extra cream cheese mcdonald's is bagels I didn't even know. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Oh, that's interesting. I only go there for one thing, which I'm... is the Big Mac, right? So Yeah, I, but when I'm ordering from McDonald's, uh, I, I'll do a thing where I'll look like, well, they do have muffins. I could just get a couple of muffins for tomorrow. Sure, why not? And I went like, hey, I'll get some apple slices. That sounds good. The <laughs> apple slice is just unedible. You just I... didn't have. They were so gross. <laughs> why, so gross. Why would you get apples from McDonald's? Because it's healthy. It's like, I'm going to have some apple slices. But, so I like okay. an apple. All right. Why not? It's healthy. It just feels okay. like that's I'm like the wrong. I'm just gonna drop this in the chat, the Skype chat. Okay. 
that, oh, that's the picture. Cheese. That is yeah. that is a lot of cream oh, cheese. That is Isn't that passive aggressive? You know what that reminds me It feels sarcastic. Me it feels like they're being sarcastic. Yeah, that reminds me of the oh, hello, John Mulaney uh, thing with uh, too much tuna. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah, that's uh, disturbing. All right, I'll have to put that on the website. So other, so people can see this. Ho- I mean, I like cream cheese, and I do like a lot of cream cheese on, on a, a bagel, but that yeah, that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> you can bucket away the rest to use later, I guess. I well, I guess, but I mean, could you? I I guess you could fold it up in a wrapper or something. Just like squeeze it out. You know, I don't really like getting bagels at restaurants or or at places because they d- don't generally like when you ask for butter and cream cheese. Which I that's really? what, that's what, how I like it. I like the butter and the cream cheese together. I like I like the melty, the oil and the cheese. Mwah. Do they do they do it or do they just refuse? They do it, but it's like always like it seems like they an involved thing. I'm, and I'm not really <laughs> like like Ian was saying. I'm not big on like extra things or changing up stuff like you know so if it's like it comes with butter or it comes with cheese i'm like okay i guess i'll just get the cheese <laughs> can i have both <laughs> uh, why not customize it the way you like you're paying for it like you said sure it's the food you're paying for yeah agreed agreed yeah. and yet my personality <laughs> will not allow these things to happen so, <laughs> so i'm sure go. they appreciate it too to like change it up change up the routine a little bit oh yeah people love at their job to have to do extra work <laughs> that's all they ask for <laughs> Yeah, that whenever you go to a, a restaurant, they're always like, challenge me. I'm like, thank you, sir. Challenge accepted. By the way, I love working during uh during all this plague. This is great stuff for me too. Anyway, you got it. You got it, buddy. Coming up your way. I found I I find that people are pretty pretty good. I mean, I haven't really faced anyone who's been rude or mean or anything in any situation I've been in so far. And and I like I say I've Shopped in all kinds of different ways. I've had to line up outside of stores. I've had stores where I've had to pre-order and then go pick it up. And other stores where you can phone from outside and, and have it delivered outside. I had a real rigmarole on the weekend because I, I as you know, I as part of my COVID punishment, I, I decided I was going to do like some little project every weekend. But what that invo- worked into is me deciding I was going to repaint my, my cupboards in the kitchen, which is the worst thing you can do in terms of like, like you should do it when everyone's gone. Like if, like, if I could like send everyone on vacation for two weeks and then just did it that way, it would be so perfect. But the problem is, is that it's like we're living with like plates everywhere because you can't keep your plates in the cupboard. You're painting the cupboard. So every plate and pie dish and casserole thingy and all your cups and glasses and saucers and drinking cups and everything are all out of the cupboards on a, on the dining room table and in piles here and, and everywhere and in a big box of all these spices. And, you know, it's like, oh, it's just so much stuff. And then... And then you're, so you're painting for, for days. So then that's in the way as well. So you've got like a little ladder in the way and you're painting accoutrement all over the floor and, and people are having to step over that. And then and people want to do stuff in the kitchen. Eve's got her sourdough thing going on and she's, I mean, she made focaccia bread last night and, you know, and she made bagels the other day. It's like, she's just <laughs> crazy with the food. And then hey, bagels are good to make because you don't need yeast for that. There, that's a good, good advice for people. And leave in bread. Be a little kosher with your food and you don't need to get... Uh, oh, you don't, you don't need yeast for bagels? No, because it's unleavened, right? So it doesn't have yeast in it. That's the that's what makes it, that's what makes it kosher. Is not What's having... a leavened bread? That means it has bread le- that needs to be risen? Well, leaven would or... have yeast in it, yeah, to make it make it rise. Whereas unleavened bread, it doesn't use yeast as a, as a, as a way to... So, for okay. instance, bagels are boiled and then baked, right? So... Made oh, okay. So, like, uh, say Jesus is leavened because he rose. Yeah. So that's that's the way to remember it. That's right. 
Yeah, see, I know nothing about bread. <laughs> or Jesus. Not a bread person. No, <laughs> I don't know much about Jesus either. Well, you've come to the right place. Yeah. This is uh, this is basically what our focus is going to be for the next uh, little while on the show. Because we got uh, told, don't talk about old TV shows. So all we've got left is religion. That's right. That's the only other topic that we can talk about. So, so oh. yeah. So, I was going to say, so then I, um, I um, so with this whole project, I, I had this microwave oven that I bought, I think about three years ago. And it's been sitting in the basement on a just downstairs with stuff piled on it because it's been in my mind that because I, I want to put it in but that's involved because i had to make the cupboard above the stove shorter so the microwave would fit so that was like ugh. and then also i wanted to paint the cupboards and so i was like well should i put the microwave in and then have to take it out again to paint the cupboards or just paint the cupboards first and and so i didn't do anything with it so then finally i've got the cupboards painted and I'm like, and I, then I made the uh, cupboard smaller. I shrunk it from like 16 inches to eight inches. And then, and so I'm like, I can put it in, hooray. And so then I, t- you know, I go to get it. And of course, when I bought it, I got it at a appliance place, Coast Appliances here in, in, in Langley. And they, it was like out of the box. And they're like, well, don't worry, everything's with it. So it's all, it's all tucked inside it. So I was like, oh, okay. So then it sounds like someone hit their crane arm, by the way. And so then, um. So Not that... me. <laughs> and I don't have one. <laughs> well, I know it wasn't me. It must be the fourth person who's on the line. Come oh, on God, in. Good, 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 good. <laughs> so then, uh, so I take, so I take it out. I'm all ready to put it, put it in, and then I realize it's missing this thing called an exhaust adapter on the top. So it's like a little piece that slides into the back where the because this is one of those microwaves that goes over the over the stove and it has like a vent in it. And so it has like a fan that turns and then it, it has this little adapter that you, that fits over that. And then you, you attach the duct ducting to that. And then you carry on with your, wherever it's going up, up, out, up, out of the roof in, in my case. So, so I didn't have that. So I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like looking everywhere. I'm like online all over the place. So finally I find reliable parts, but, uh, they have it in stock. So I'm like, great. So get in the car, drive to Coquitlam, get there phone i have to so it turns out i had to phone i didn't know this when i got there i had to phone and like order online and then pay with credit card and then they would bring it outside for me so that's fine so i so i'm talking to them it turns out the part i need is it's been discontinued so i'm like ah so then i hang up the phone i'm like oh shit so then i i went online but they gave me the part number so i went online i just typed in the part number and then i found this little advice from another site that said if you buy these two pieces then you can make the one piece so I'm like, ah, okay. so, so I phone them back and they have the two pieces. So I buy those two pieces. So I, now I have the exhaust adapter, drive back home. So I put that on, get all ready. And then I'm looking at the mounting bracket. So the way it works is, the you know, so you can picture how the microwave kind of sits against the wall over top of the stove. So there's two machine screws that come down through the cupboard above that go into the microwave to hold it from the top. And then there's a, a metal mounting bracket that goes along the back of it that attaches to the wall. And the microwave kind of sits in that, so that holds it from the bottom, and then the screws hold it from the top. So I'm looking at this mounting bracket, and I'm looking at it going, well, how does this even fit this microwave? Because it had these two bulgy parts, and there's no, like, you know, uh, matching cavities or, you know, like indents in, in, the, in the microwave. So then I look online, and it's a, it's, I have the wrong mounting bracket. So, so they didn't give me the right mounting bracket. So, so all I got that was right, that they gave me, were two machine screws, missing, one, missing a third one. They didn't give me toggle bolts, bolts, so I had to buy the toggle bolts for it. But that was okay. I just went to the hardware store. And then it didn't have the exhaust adapter. And then they didn't give me the right mounting bracket. So then I had to drive back to Reliable 
and then pick up that and then come back home again. So I finally got it installed on, on Saturday. It works and everything, except I still have to get the... Um... Oh, and then one last thing. The curse <laughs> the curse of the previous owner. This guy always gets me. Everything I do in the house, every time, every time I try to do anything, it doesn't work because he was a... Just a it, like he must have been cross-eyed because everything nothing lines up so so here i've got the microwave it's totally centered it's totally centered in the space it's a 30 inch space it's a 30 inch microwave there's no way it couldn't it's not centered so i've got it in, in in place i've got i go and get the little exhaust duct piece for it i put that in the connector piece above it it's two inches to the left so they don't line up because he didn't put it in straight he put it in a oh it's so frustrating like, why not measure and put it in so it's straight forever? So it will always match whatever you're doing. And you don't have to, like, slightly build a skew. And it was okay when it was a 16-inch cabinet because you could, like, you had some room to maneuver and, like, kind of squidge over your thing and, like, make it match. But now I I have, like, two inches between the two of them. So I had to go buy some flexible stuff. And, oh, it's so frustrating. Anyway, so that's what well, I've been doing. Like, it sounds that's what like I've been you've doing. got to burn down <laughs> like it sounds like that's the only thing you can uh, do the house is now cursed i do feel like that sometimes burn it to the burn it to ashes and start fresh it's just so frustrating like when i put in like the i went and put the frost you know the frost resistant faucets you know they're, they're, so they're like 12 inches long so the so the rubber gasket inside doesn't get frozen and, and crack and so i bring it into the house and then it's good you know it should it's a straight line from that right to the pipe but no the guy put the pipe in so that the pipe is is uh, like an inch and a half below it so then I had to like cut back the pipe and then get some flexible PEX piping and then connect it all up that way. And I was just like, oh, why? Why not just do it right? So bad. Oh, I could tell you. So I, I have so many complaints about it. I'm not going to go on about it. If you, <laughs> if you want to hear more about it, listeners, just write a, write us a, a question for a question and answer show. And I will tell you more things that are wrong with this, this yeah, dum-dum. Yeah, go to our Patreon. And for uh, people that give us more than $10, Dave, we'll uh, call it your <laughs> I'll, I'll rant and, I'll rant and rave exactly about... About our ba- downstairs bathroom debacle and the, oh, and then the, the way he did the st- and the the little uh, closet under the stairs oh, so annoying. Like use a In level fact, dick. I don't think anyone has gone through anything uh, as frustrating as you uh, with this. Oh, by the way, Nina, what what's up with you again? <laughs> Sorry, what are you? <laughs> well, I could talk about what I wanted to open this episode with. Sure. Uh, I th- we're an hour deep yeah yeah now. we've been we've been building up to this nina this you know you, you just don't throw this at people you gotta you gotta work your way up to it do i okay <laughs> I'll, I'll wait a little bit longer you don't uh, i am your father uh, right in the yeah that's right that's not the first movie that's the second movie okay okay but what's what's going what's going on with you yeah nina you'll find out in the next episode of <laughs> dragon <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we're binging it, and the next episode starts right now. Oh, okay. Hi. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I, I've been excited to talk about this because it's been a secret for a long time okay. that uh, Bob and I are engaged. We got engaged late uh, last year, and we were supposed to get married on Sunday. That is April 26th. Okay. And unfortunately, because of the state of things right now yeah. we were not able to do it and it's postponed and it just keeps getting postponed uh more and more as the border closure uh the u.s canada border closure keeps extending yeah the state shelter order in, in berkeley keeps extending i mean it's all for you know for good reasons yeah i'm not yeah. gonna i'm not gonna complain about it because <laughs> i think it is uh, yeah. those things are good ideas right now Sure. But it still sucks, though, the yeah. fact that... You can complain uh, about it. it. Like, you haven't yeah. been able to see 
the person you love for uh, like more than a, like for how long now? Yeah, so uh, it's, it's been eight weeks. Yeah, that's uh, I I only know this because Bob, Bob told me today that eight weeks. I'm I'm not someone who likes counting days like that. Uh, he has a different personality for me. Like <laughs> yeah, I I, I like to like keep my yeah. head forward and I don't look back and count how yeah. many days has it been since we last yeah. saw each other. Yeah, eight weeks. Um, that's that's eight of the Bare Naked Ladies song one week. <laughs> really it's that much stuff there's a lot of things yeah. in that one week you know instead so, of the we don't use the metric system anymore we use <laughs> the we measure system. things in bare naked lady songs yeah yeah that's, that's the only one i know actually <laughs> oh jane jane that's another song if i had a million dollars oh that's right that's, that also has a number in it that's right and it's also yeah. it's also divisible by 10 so yeah it's, it works metric it has well, been yeah, eight works. one week since we last saw each other he was here in vancouver early march so that was like right before all yeah, this started. Uh, it was started. late February, um, early March when he was here. And we, it's funny because like the last time he was here, we did a bunch of things that we could not do now. Like we went to a comedy show, we went to <laughs> a movie, and then we went to a, a super packed uh, venue for to, to see a band. And those are all things you cannot do. So I'm <laughs> glad we, we did all those things sure. uh, the week he was here, like right before uh, all the lockdowns started. And uh, yeah, like as soon as he's able to come here uh, safely, I might add, um, then we'll we'll get married as soon as we can, like take care of the, the legal marriage. And then like the ceremony can wait like that can wait until it's actually safe to have friends over. Right. Like we weren't even going to have a big wedding or anything like like that. Uh, we were just going to have eight guests, but they're all going to fly in because none of them are in Vancouver like the idea was going to be like, oh, let, like let's uh, use this as, as an excuse to have uh, a bunch of friends that we we rarely get to see and we rarely get to see all in one place. Yeah. Um, in Vancouver, to to like have this little celebration, and then uh, you know everyone had to cancel for good reasons. And now I'm like, well, when is it going to actually be safe for everyone to fly here and and have fun around the city? Yeah. And how like. What is a city going to look like after all this? Like, are the things I wanted to show them still going to be open? You know, like the aquarium is struggling right now. And uh, they've actually, they're actually, sorry. Let me, let me uh, reassure you about the aquarium. Was the, was the aquarium, uh, we're saying like they might have to shut down because they were, you know, facing all this financial hardship. Yeah. But then they, uh, they did this thing where they were selling masks. Uh, and uh, they did very, very, very well. Like basically what happened was, this is my theory, is that they had these masks loaded up already and they knew they were going to do this, but they had to do the story of just like, well, I don't know if we're going to make it, guys. And so that was the first news story. Then the second news story was we got these masks and then they sold every one of the masks. So they've, oh, okay. made, they've made their money. So the aquarium will still be here. So let me just take that off your worry pile right now. Huh. I will say well, one restaurant I wanted to show everyone is permanently closing now. That's the Stormcrow Tavern on Commercial. Uh, the Ale House on Broadway has got to be open still, so that's good. But the original location is now uh, closed, which really sucks because I liked walking there because um, yeah. it's within walking distance from me, like 20 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes away. I liked walking there for some beer and fries. Now I can't. I think that and, was uh, I think that was also lease. Uh, it wasn't just because yeah, of COVID. There was there were other factors to it as yeah, well. Yeah, the lease was running out, and I feel like they were kind of struggling to begin with. Yeah. So maybe they were like, oh, "There's no point in trying to stay open. Let's just focus all our efforts and time into the alehouse instead." Yeah. Which I, is probably their their more popular location anyway. 
right. it, it might so it, this it, is very, could be that this but... very vancouver though the whole thing is like everyone in vancouver is living on the edge because of the rents yeah. are so yeah. high yeah so that when you have something come along that goes like hey you know what we're not gonna make the money we're gonna make this month okay well we're done that was it <laughs> we were always like one month away from this being done so yeah. we're done yeah yeah uh, but you know things things will hopefully come come back but yeah that is frustrating i agree uh, I am I am glad that the Canadian government's response to all this has been uh, a lot better than the U.S. Uh, response, and their uh, businesses are getting aided, so that's nice. Yes, businesses mm-hmm. are getting aid, and then uh, there's yeah, there's been lots of things like they've been paying seventy five percent of employee salaries to mm-hmm. businesses, so um, they can keep employees on on the books, I guess, so that they're not. There's, you know, they're not because in a way it's it's good because then they're 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 available for work if something happens, but they're they're not an unemployment as well. Like so, there's there's a you know kind of I don't know. It feels like it's like a good kind of compromise. Yeah, yeah, we we're signing up for that. We're because uh, we were incorporated. You're, you're, are wife. you signing? Oh, you're signing up for the business one. Oh yeah, for good. the business one, we apparently good, good, good. qualify, but it's a bit of again, it's one of these things where like you want to learn a new skill about working <laughs> your way through these forms, uh, and it's one of these things where yeah. you may have to call in and well, okay, so if you got to call in, it's one of these situations like my again, uh, people in my family have had to like call in for EI, and it's just like, well, I'm gonna be on the phone for four hours. That's just what it's gonna be. You yeah. know, this is how it goes. You know, there's a lot of very positive things, but the. The phone, the phone elements, I think, have been very, very frustrating. Eve did, but Eve did hers like, all online though, for her CR, CERB. Uh, yeah, if you can do stuff. it online, that's great. Yeah. yeah, like I've been having to cancel things like wedding related. And one of the things I'm going to have to do is ask for a refund on our marriage license because that only lasts for three months. Okay. And it expires on June 3rd because we got it March 3rd. Okay. So uh, usually they don't offer refunds on it, but, you know, because of the uh, uh, pandemic. Yeah. They're like, okay, we'll take refunds. But Special I'm thinking, why don't why can't they just offer extensions instead? That would... no one can get married right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, people people, people can get married, yeah, but a lot of people are choosing to postpone their wedding for for good reason. Like, um, like Bob, if we were able to, like Bob and I, we would just get married because we don't care about the ceremony part. But a lot of people, uh, the ceremony means a lot to them, so they have to postpone it. So why can't they just extend it? You know, like what what does it matter? I don't mm-hmm. understand why they don't just do that. And but, also, I, I almost feel like remote I, you know, maybe they, uh, maybe wedding they... should be allowed while this is going on. What do you say, you sorry? If you prove you intended to get married. Agreed. What do you say, sorry? What, what should be allowed? Oh, I think remote weddings should be allowed. Oh. Remote marriages. Oh, okay. If you can prove that you were planning on get, getting married. Yeah. Like, we had the license and we had, you know, other things reserved. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. You should yeah, be able to get far... married through your Switch. Like, if you're two, <laughs> two avatars... <laughs> Are there? You should be able to get married yeah, in yeah, Animal Crossing. Crossing. <laughs> I don't see why. Why that? Uh, come on now. Come on, settle, settle down. Uh, yeah. No, I'm so New, sorry. New York that... is allowing it. New York it is are allowing they weddings? Yeah, but the I think the two people getting married still have to be physically in the same location. It's just like the the efficient can be uh, uh, okay. zooming in or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be weird too. If like you got, I mean, again, you get married and yet you're 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 still apart. That's uh, that's pretty harsh. They, but I mean, it would it, still be nice. We just wanted to get married, and it, like it feels like something I, that could be people would start to have some. Uh, I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know why. They, why I, don't they I do these to, things? Because like, when, when we got uh, engaged, like I wanted to get married like ASAP, but <laughs> I didn't want it to. You happen wanted to marry a sap? Well, that doesn't sound <laughs> right at all. And Bob's a nice fella, and I don't yeah, like you seems, put him down like that. Yeah, I mean, you really... know the, the former boxer Bob Sap. He's big in, in Japan. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the references. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was Bob just... Sapp. He's a real person. Look him up. Anyway, uh, I lots of real me, people I there. want to. I want to wait till the weather is nice in Vancouver. Yeah. To get married. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let's do it in April when we could have could have gotten married sooner. But I'm like, oh, I don't want to marry when it's cold. <laughs> and now I'm telling, I'm kicking myself for not doing, just getting it done as soon as possible. But not like I could have predicted this happening. No, that's Lisa. So, and I, Lisa uh, and I got married in April. April sixteenth is our our anniversary. We were April May uh, May eleventh. We didn't want to do it in May because uh, May has Bob's birthday. Uh, May seventh is his birthday. Actually, it's mm. coming up. Oh, that's nice. Okay, well, uh, we happy, wouldn't want it happy, too. Close happy. To that. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want to be getting yeah. like two presents at the same time. Ugh. What's <laughs> uh, well, like our our anniversary is uh, November, uh, late November, like just a few days after my birthday. So we're like, oh, let's just avoid that next time uh, for, our, for marriage anniversary. Oh, so many landmines to avoid in this, like, whole, this whole thing. See, like for me, there's way too many things at the end of the year. Like mm-hmm. there's, um, well, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but there there is Canadian and U.S. Thanksgiving. And uh, there's my birthday. There's my sister's birthday, my brother's birthday. It's all November, December. Then there's Christmas. And then my... Uh, parents' anniversary is Boxing Day, hmm. and then and then there's actual Boxing Day. Oh, there's just lots of things happening in November and December, so I didn't want a yet another thing happening around that time. So, yeah. what was the original? What was the original plan for the wedding? Are you allowed to say where it was going to be, or is it like still? You secret? still want to keep that a secret. Very good. Okay, so that's good. So, uh, all right. But, very but that good. venue closed. Uh, not te- not like permanently. It's temporarily closed. Uh, it's going to open back up uh, in June. Right. You're saying. Oh. So the See, so so is that the aquarium? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, that'd be cool though. I bet it's very expensive to to rent the aquarium for a wedding. Have the, we could probably get you a deal. The otters used to volunteer there. The otters is ring bearers. Yeah. Oh, oh, we can't we can't have you have the otters. You'd have to go in the shitty shitty area. Probably some. What, what would that really, be? Oh, you know, like a weird puffer fish with a wonky eye, like something like that <laughs> in the background. We could give you jellyfish or something good. Ooh, uh, uh, I wouldn't want to do it in the the Amazon forest part. You want well, to do it in there? The yes, yes, but only on the days that the sloths are gonna shit. Because they <laughs> shit once a week, and so on the shit day, yeah, we could probably work it. That, that's or the when the spiders time. break out, because they break out every so often. Yeah, and uh. those times, no one wants to be in there. So yes, we could make either of those times probably work you a deal, but you'd have to be really ready to go. The sloth is okay. The, the sloth has been known to really slowly steal the bride's veil, so you have to be watch out for that as well. Well, we might have to, uh, depending on how the pandemic goes, we might have to wear hazmat suits anyway, so <laughs> it all works out. Oh dear. Hopefully, it doesn't go to sloths. This is what I feel bad about, like when they're going, like uh, cats can sort of get it, uh, and some dogs can get it. Uh, yeah, like, a, a pug got it. Yeah. Oh, poor. God damn it. I but just, you know what? Pug, I, sorry. Pugs oh, sorry. are very prone to getting sick anyway because they, they're yeah. they're adorable, but they are like abominations. They are. Yeah. They're just over, they're we, so we overbred. They're and, so overbred. Yeah. yeah that is it's like, fault. Honestly, with a pug, how do you know it's sick? They can barely like, breathe the as it is. They can barely breathe yeah, as it is. They're always wheezing. Yeah. Yeah. For air. Yeah. When they're healthy. They're just, it's and just a do mess. they have to do, yeah, do they have to do the uh, swab up the nose for like a cat and a dog? Because like that's awful. Like they or wouldn't. Like it'd be it. easy, wouldn't it? Well, it's still, you gotta put it up. So, <laughs> you're right. So you gotta, yeah, I mean, it's a good start, but then it goes all the way up and it's like, ugh, no, uh, no dice. There's different, a... there's different tests now. Are there? Yeah, there's not, okay. it's not always the swab one now. 
Uh, swap sounds oh, good. Uh, let me let me ask this, Dave. Uh, you've you've mentioned uh, on the show before when you first were going to get married, you didn't you didn't end up getting married. How long was it between when you wanted to get married and you actually got married? What was the, what was that window? Uh, I guess another three years. Three years. Oh yeah. my god. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't wait three years, Nina. That's too long. <laughs> well, you you no, have yeah yes. There was there was factors that uh, yeah. No point going into and let's, that. No point yeah, going. And let's that. say this: uh, I, I I recommend uh, marriage, and I think David does as well. So uh, uh, we're we're su- we're supportive of the whole idea. Uh, I think you guys are both great, and you, I think that's good. And I'm 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 annoyed that you're having to go through all this uh, bullshit, even though it's an understandable thing in this crazy chaotic world. Uh, it's uh, it's very frustrating, and I'm and I'm and I'm sorry you're having to deal with this. Yeah, like uh, our plan for this year was to get married and then get him up here as soon as we can to get him uh, immigrated to Canada. But that's going to be have to put on hold, too. Right. So like all his uh, crimes not... in the States. Yeah, that's right. Is it different for <laughs> is it different from from for emigrating from America to Canada than it is from from other countries in the world? Because as far as I know, like I'm just talking like because there's a couple of guys at work, one who brought his wife over from the Philippines, another who's trying to. Bring his wife from India and uh, oh, wife and daughter from I India. I have no idea. And it's been like a year. It's been like a year for them to to go through the process. It takes a very long time. Yeah, yeah. that's why we want to we wanted to uh, start the process as soon as we can. Yeah. And we got to get married first. That's step number one. And who knows uh, when that's going to happen? Now, is Bob going to be okay with our weird Canadian lifestyle up here? Is he going to be uh, all right with the uh, you know the limited amount of breakfast cereals in the <laughs> in the stores and well, things? Well, neither of us eat. Neither of us eat cereal for breakfast. Oh, there you go. Okay, you're good for that. We're okay. both into protein bars for breakfast. <laughs> and if not protein bars, then Montreal-style bagels, which he, he does love now. Oh, good, he good. Okay. Montreal-style bagels. Is he, is he, he okay, misses them. Is he okay with the fact that you just kind of, like, push people over to go get something? That you have to, like, stand and wait with other people and, like, we kind of cooperate and kind of work as a, as a kind of a, as a unit, you know, not, like, individually, like, everyone, like, pushing and stabbing each other and climbing over top of each other? I think it's fine with that. Also, after the pandemic, we're never gonna be able to get within stabbing range of anyone <laughs> ever again. You know, stabbing range is quite a, quite a wide area. You'd be surprised. Depends on the weapon, I suppose. <laughs> you could have a glaive. Sure. <laughs> For people who really want to stab other people, but want to keep social distancing. Yeah, you should have one of those at the wedding as well, and just throw it at the end of the ceremony. Let's bring back like... medieval warfare. Well, listen, you I know don't want to do any spoilers back. for your wedding, but I'm just assuming it's going to be a whole LARPing thing. We can catapult things to each other. Yep. You know, no, that's, I, that's I expect... no contact delivery. <laughs> you know what? That's a thing. You know, the catapult could make a comeback through all this. I say bring it back. Bring back the catapult. I don't think, well, I think you guys are so dumb market. Do you want to bring back the trebuchet? Come on, let's face it. That is way cooler okay, trebuchet than trebuchet and catapult, depending on how far you need to throw things. Like, <laughs> what we should do is we should talk to Stormcrow right now. Like, I know they're shutting down, but like, I think if they if they brought the catapult and the trebuchet, yeah, I think and and threw food from their roofs <laughs> at people in Vancouver, yeah, I think they got that's something. That's a that works uh, for you know it's on brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's yeah. something there's something there. Sure. Huh. I'm uh, I am uh, I am a little concerned that uh, you and Bob will be together and both of you are sort of nerdish. Uh, that's that's always that's that's always tough when it's two nerds together. That's a lot of nerd under one roof. 
Are you, are you going to be okay with that? Hmm. Uh, are you speaking from experience? I sort of am, yes. Uh, <laughs> what, what kind of problems are we talking yeah, about Yeah, let's here? get some specifics oh, here. A lot of action figures. Um, uh, okay. uh, I've got a, a Spider-Man a, a, a Dr. Octopus arm from the second movie, uh, the Sam Raimi movie here. I don't know how we oh, got really? that. Stuff like that shows up. Uh, it, you just start getting flooded with things. So many, uh, yeah. So I just, I just be very, very careful. You'll end up like at Comic Cons and not know how you got there. Uh, it's, 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 it's odd. Just be very, very careful. Uh, Dave is smart. He balanced things out quite well. Yes. When it comes to like owning things, though, like neither of us like to accumulate things very much. Well, you're like the digital age now. This is the thing. I was thinking all too, yeah. things. I was going like DVDs. Well, of course, there's no DVDs. Video games. Well, there's no physical video games anymore. Ah, you're fine. You'll be all right. We, we are like um, very, very picky when it comes to like toys and any kind of like physical merchandise like that. And we we are um, like we like collecting things. Yeah. But we also like to purge things once in a while, especially uh, Bob, because he's moved a lot. So mm-hmm. he knows what the what it's like to mm. accumulate too many things and then have to move, and that's a huge pain. Well, especially now with him uh, planning on moving to a different country, he's gonna have to get rid of a lot of things. <laughs> so he's being extra conscious about that now. Yep. So I think it would be fine. Yeah, Pia likes purging stuff as well. So yeah, that's pretty good. So you will you be living with a now again if this is too personal, let me know. Will you be living with a bird? Oh yes, uh, Bob's parrot Louie is coming up here as well. <laughs> okay. Gray. So you'll be the stepmom to the bird. Have you ever lived with a bird before? Um, Not for extended periods. I'd, I'd have it. No, when I was little, I had a oh, like a male and a female zebra finch. Mm. But I never really like. None of us in our family got very attached to them. We never named them even. Oh wow! So I, I just I always forget that I've owned birds before. I remember I I just remember they kept laying eggs and then knocking them out of their nest. So we just see like broken eggs at the bottom of the cage. Ugh. I think that means they're stressed out. Yeah. We didn't know what it meant at the time. Yeah. I think if I think even if you went into a person's home and they had broken eggs in their kitchen, like on the floor, and it just kept getting more and more, that would be a sign that the people were stressed <laughs> out as well. Are you speaking from experience? Um, I I am not. Listen, I don't want to talk uh, birds and eggs. That's Dave's department. I don't That's want to step true. on any uh, toes with that. Uh, he's got the stories about that sort of thing. By the way, that's another thing you might think about getting some chickens. If if Bob likes birds, this <laughs> they're more useful. Seems to be that's the for sure. Right yeah. They're much more useful. Uh, I think one African gray that's going to live forever is enough <laughs> enough work. They live a very very long time. Yeah, he's going to turn um, eighteen this year. But when old. it was uh, one, it did drink from the true holy grail. So yeah, <laughs> that's what you that's what you get. Yeah, because I don't think I no, I don't know if I'd like that having a pet for that long. This feels so this feels so tied down to something. Oh, um, it is a real problem in the, the uh, parrot owning community. Like a lot of parrots become abandoned because people don't realize what they're in for yeah. before they get one, and then they get abandoned. And a lot of parrots come from uh, owners that died of old age as well. Like that's very common. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure Louis will that. both of us. People say that, but you know, I mean, how many of those are parrot murder? Like that's been covered up <laughs> with like old, I'm putting this in quotes, old age. That's all, <laughs> you know, it happens every so often. You're yeah. like, yeah, 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 I guess so. But it happens so often. You're like, come on. It's a smart bird. Yeah. It can it can talk like the person. It can take over the person's life. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, people don't realize so think, with parrots and pirates that it was the parrots who were the brains behind the whole organization. Yeah. 
they're the true pi- piratical uh, animals in the situation. So, well, there were some times where the pirate would die, and the parrot would just be like in the pirate's room, and it would just like <laughs> say instructions and right. like, "Don't come in here," and like you wouldn't know, but the parrot would like be running things for a very long time yeah. while eating the pirate, so it could stay in there for wow. as long as it wanted. So again, Nina, we're saying heads up on this with the. Uh, with the burger. I don't know. I think. Bob is going to listen to this later. He's not going to enjoy this this anti parrot talk. <laughs> I didn't say anything against. Here. I didn't say anything against parrots. I am praising the intelligence of yeah. this bird. I'm saying this bird is a super yeah. genius. We're saying you're saying just... they're not trustworthy. You're saying no, they're no, they're perfectly. Plotting. They're perfectly trustworthy. You can trust that they will murder you. That's so trustworthy. There's nothing more trustworthy than that. You know. I think a, a cat is more likely to plot your murder than a parrot. <laughs> yeah, but just for a brief period of yeah, time. Yeah, then they forget. Yeah, I'd be distracted. But yes, yeah. they right. also want to eat you. They want to oh, eat you oh, so bad. My cat would eat me if it had a yeah. chance. Parrots don't want to eat you. Cats do. Sometimes, sometimes I'll have a little bit of food on my fingers, and I'll uh, I'll be feeding it to my cat, and I'll just go. You know, it's thinking. I'm just going to keep going and see how far <laughs> I can go. Oh, but they would do it if they could. Oh, and yeah, and if you were in any way small enough, uh, they would just play with you forever and then just kill you. Yeah, hundred percent. But like bat you around with their paws. <laughs> but they, but again, we're humans, and we're still the worst thing that's ever been on Earth. So we can't throw stones. Worst and best. It's amazing. Yes, a little, uh, a little of both, <laughs> a little of both. So, what's the? Uh, have you have you got a goal in mind now for uh, when when you're thinking of uh, when you'll actually be able to see each other? Is there something on the horizon, or are you just taking it a day at a time and and seeing what what's happening? Uh, I. Well, I just take a day at a time. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, he, he of course, I mean, I, I want to see him as soon as possible. He wants to see me as soon as possible. But I, I also want to don't want to rush it either. Like if things start opening up, but things don't seem safe. Yeah. You know, like because, you know, there have been things opening up in the States and everyone's just kind of tugging their colors going. Uh, that's a good idea. Like down in Georgia, what they're doing right now. Uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't always trust the government to make smart decisions like that. So, yeah. uh, just because you just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Quebec is so, talking about going back, getting the kids back to school now. Really? I know, and they're the mm. they seem to have like the biggest amount of outbreaks in Canada. I don't yeah, really, they don't yeah. Really see, do and then there. you see things about like New York saying like, "Oh, once we start loosening restrictions, we'll we're going to hold a parade for all the frontline workers." <laughs> yeah, you're just like what? This is just yeah. like. Springfield's level booth. of stupidity. <laughs> yeah. booth. And well, this is I feel exactly like what with... happened in the uh, 1918 flu pandemic. Like, uh, things started to look good, yeah. and then uh, people started coming out of their uh, their homes and stopped wearing masks, and uh, they held a, a parade in New York, and then tons of people got reinfected. Yeah, yeah. History is repeating itself. Yeah. I think, I think like, when you're looking at Quebec and... Uh... And Georgia, it those are both the most rebellious parts of the country, mm. like the most contrarian parts of the country. That the, so they would be the ones who would the first go. No, we'll be, we'll do it, we'll be different. But uh, hopefully, Quebec uh, smartens up on that. The Georgia thing is just. And then I, I just so feel for Bob and so many other. Like I got, I got quite a few friends in New York, and like, oh my God, like the the idea of having that guy for president just talking complete non hot nonsense every day and everyone and not just that it's him it's everyone around him trying not to get fired because they're trying to stop the disease 
while not being able to go, what did you just say? It's just like, oh my gosh, just that element of chaos that's so not needed while you're trying to deal yeah. with this shit. I, 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 don't always, I don't always agree with Trudeau, but I think he's handling nope. as well right yeah, now. No, he's handling the pandemic well. And you shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, every day I do usually check in with the Bonnie Henry, Dr. Bonnie Henry uh, uh, update. And it's I, I just really appreciate just the calm. These are just the facts. This is what's going on. OK, here's what it is. All right. There yeah, we go. And yeah. not just. But hey, you know what? Why not? You know, let's find a way to put a flashlight up our ass and see if that works. <laughs> I don't know. Let's look into that. Maybe I just spitball in here. Here's a, here's a crazy idea. Well, bye. He didn't and say that, he's... Ian. That's my favorite reaction to this whole thing. He didn't say I... that. If you read the transcript, if you read the transcript, he did say that. Of course he did. It's so weird. Oh, like, I, I am comforted by the fact that California is handling it well, and I think BC is also handling it well. Pretty, pretty, pretty and... well. We have two two new cases from yesterday, unfortunately. But no, I mean, like, I'm not saying things are going well. It's just, um, <laughs> the government is handling it well. We are, we are doing remar- being smarter about it than yeah. a lot of other places. We're doing pretty well. So, I mean, compared to Ontario yeah. and Quebec, we are we are laughing. I mean, oh, I, and like even if um even once the border opens up. If the the fourteen day uh, forced self quarantine yeah. is still in effect, yeah. you can't really afford the time to come up here. Mm. And I don't think there's like I live in a four hundred square feet basement suite. I don't I don't know if there's room for both of us to uh, stay here for fourteen days straight. <laughs> this, this place is not made for him. Like he's, okay, Bob that... is like six, six two. I'm five one. Yeah. Everything is very low to the ground here. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't fit here. Yeah, <laughs> physically. Yeah. All I'm picturing is when you guys get to, well, first of all, you know, whatever you guys, you know, uh, you know, love each other in romance and that's lovely. But like the, the rest of the time, I just picture like uh, like VR helmets, both of you wearing them and just sitting in opposite corners and just that's it. And just like uh, oh, we're, in, uh, we're in. Look at all the space we've got. Virtual space. There, <laughs> there you are. Well, I can assume that anyone who's a writer or artist has a, a big, you know, broad streak of of. Being, uh, being an extra, extrovert or sorry introvert so you know just like the idea of like not being able to escape someone for 14 days is like absolutely horrifying to me horrifying like i just don't know what i'd do i'd probably just like just go outside and just lay on the ground just by myself just i'm gonna go outside I, and just lay. I wouldn't mind honestly oh really you don't mind that no. I, I can't be around people that that long no because like just because you're around someone doesn't mean you have to talk to them you know mm. like um i think part of also being an introvert uh and being with another introvert, like you have to understand uh, each other's need for for silence or space when yeah, we're yeah. we're working on our own respective things. And so I think we're we're able to do that. Like, hmm. no, um, I have to leave. Yeah. I have to leave entirely. I see. Well, I think Bob is kind of that same way too. Actually, like he likes going out to work on things. Like he really misses go- misses going to cafes to work on his writing hmm. or work, uh, editing his podcast. Like I am okay with just staying inside all the time. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's what I'm used to. I never work outside my home, but he, he prefers doing that and he yeah. can't do that right now. Well, I mean, yeah. he probably has developed that because he's had roommates. So he just needs to get away from. That's true. From yeah. People. Yeah. You're right. Whereas and and his, his parrot sometimes is too loud too. Yeah, <laughs> like we're, his parrot talks. By the way, he his parrot said like speaks human words mm. and sounds just like Bob. Yeah. So <laughs> yikes. So yeah, that's. So are you sure you've fallen in love with Bob and not the parrot? Because it sounds like <laughs> they both say the same things. Yeah. They sound alike. You were really they're defending both, them. You really, really got. They're kind also of... both slim. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
No, I used to live uh, on my own, and I still like going out to cafes, and I like going out to the library, and going out to parks, and yeah. and uh, and doing that. So I'm different. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm know, more, I feel I, really bad for you. I know how you like yeah. going out to to write, and you said you were you miss diners. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically everywhere that I would go has is done. Like I would, I would. I, I was getting into this routine where like I'd go to the library and just be on the roof of the library, which is really nice, great place to work. And I'd go swimming and I'd be like, oh, that's really relaxing. It's great exercise. You know, it's like obviously everything that I would do was like one by one checked off and like, nope, <laughs> verboten. No, 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 no. And then, yeah, then all the work went away. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and then all Pia's work away. I was like, oh boy. And you, like, you, uh, by roof of the library, you mean the, the rooftop garden on a yeah. very, very big downtown library, right? It's beautiful, yeah. It's just this great without space context, work. it just sounds like you're on the, you're roof. the top of a, a small library. Room. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm I am a sniper. That's the thing, and I like and I don't shoot the gun, but I just like looking through the scope and just going sure. you, and then you, and then who's God now? And I say that kind of thing. And there's and no one to fun. look at anymore. There's no one yeah. to snipe at. Exactly. That's the problem. That's the other thing he's so mad about. Yeah. Actually, sniping's okay because I keep my distance, so it's and no one minds that. That's all right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, very, very conscious assassin. Actually, it's been it's been interesting because we do have a fairly large space here, but it still is the feeling of like you're always around your partner, like at all times. And we've had to like make sure that we give each other like appropriate space. Yeah, and yeah. there's and there's a, there's a thing that Maria Bamford does a comedy routine about, which is uh, it's that thing or it's your saturation point with someone else. And mm. it's not meaning that you don't like each other. It's yeah. just you've reached the saturation point. Yeah. And now anything you say past this point is going to get ugly. So just <laughs> stop talking, walk away, yeah. do something else, and then come back later on. And it's just like you just got to be aware of like, well, we've seen each other for a couple hours now. I need to go away now, just at the backyard. And it's not a negative thing. It's just like sure. you can only be around people for so long, that, even people that you love. That's me entirely. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's why I draw, I guess, is because as a kid, I just needed to be by myself in my bedroom. It was either yeah. reading or, or writing or drawing. So those are things. And I'm still, I'm, I... I'm on Nina's page on this too, because I, I can I can be perfectly happy that like sitting indoors all the time working on mm -hmm. stuff you know. yeah i'm glad i have that kind of personality mm -hmm. you know i i just want to live with bob long enough to know what a, what our threshold is <laughs> just yeah. give us a chance sure let's find this out for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well you know I, I i really envy you you guys both because you both have houses mm. and yeah. i'm i'm just in this basement suite yeah you, you guys have both seen it how small it is yes I... well i've lived in i've lived in very similar spaces as mm -hmm. as well so I, I get what you're i get i get that scene completely but yes it, it, it is a little bit intimate where where you live that's true i'm not going crazy or anything though because like i said I, I i'm used to this and i've lived in smaller spaces so this is fine i can step outside anytime i want really i live in a quiet neighborhood and um, i do kind of have my own space outside my right outside my door you know with the staircase and yeah the little bit of what do you call that kind of space by the way is there a term the space like, by the door, like near the stairs where you live. Yeah, is yeah. There's got to be a term Boy. for that, right? Yeah, there yeah, is a term. I, I tried like looking it up. or something. Yeah, what is it? I, I just call it like a little dip, but I don't think it's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't that. think that's correct term for it. Yeah. 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 It was the other the other day when I was dropping off uh, like soda water or whatever at your place, because this has happened to me a couple of times now, where I've been like uh, waiting at the the butchers or some or someplace. 
and then I'll, I'll I'll see someone that I know, and they'll come up to me, uh, but like a distance, and they'll be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And they're like, "Hi, hey, I can't talk." And I realized, like, I haven't talked to anybody for a very long time. And I'm like, my social skills on talking ain't no good now, what? And I just <laughs> am not prepared to talk. So when I was dropping off the water, uh, I think, like, I expected you to come through the door, but you opened the window, and it threw me off. And I was like, oh, the window. Oh, yeah. Huh? And <laughs> oh, I'm I sorry. And no, it's, it's totally fine. It's fine. It's your window. It's your life. Uh, and, and I was like, I can't talk real good. But I should go. This is fine. There you have things. Stuff. Good. <laughs> Bye. Nice. Wish well. And uh, upstairs I go. And, uh, and off, and off I went. Just because it was like slightly different? I guess so. But also just I hadn't talked. Like uh, P and I are also kind of keeping a little bit different hours because she, she's now been up nights and I've been kind of up days. So that was, a, that was a period of time I think where I was like I, – I was talking – to some someone else, but I wasn't talking to Pia for like a long period of time there that day, so I hadn't had a lot of uh, words in my mouth. So it's like that one one of those things where like you haven't talked for like hours, and then you start talking to someone and go like, "What? I, I I'm not in conversation mode uh, in any way yet." And it's like, uh, "Okay," and it just uh, took me a, a couple of beats to get my head right, and by that point uh, we were done. And I just went, "I hope she doesn't think I'm uh, uh, making no sense." Ah, well, it's probably fine, and uh, and off I went. Okay. Well, see, like, I think one reason why I'm I am dealing with all this pretty well is because my daily life really hasn't changed much at all. Right. Like, I, I work from home. I rarely see anyone ever. Um, the, the only thing different is, like, I can't go out to, to shop when I want to, and I can't go to the gym. I don't go to Muay Thai classes anymore because uh, it's closed right now for obvious reasons. Yeah. Right. And But everything else, like, it just feels normal to me. Yeah. yeah, you like playing tag. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> well, I have to say, it's like, gotten feeling more normal. Like it feels to me like like I, I'm I'm I have trouble believing that people aren't work like that people aren't working because it just feels like normal traffic in the morning now. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it did like two weeks ago when it first this whole thing first started and people got were really scared and and hiding away. Like it just feels like everyone is out in the you know like going to work or whatever. Like it just feels as busy as it normally would. If this wasn't, if this, you know, are they are they going to work or are they going to shop or I, going to a park or something or forest? Maybe, but I don't think people are going to be up at seven in the morning driving to driving to the park. Again, we went. To, they might we, be though. Could be. Yeah, we went to Surrey, Surrey last week, and uh, and and uh, and it was very empty. The streets, like it was. I I try to remember the time we went. I think about three. 30 where normally that would still be very crowded yeah uh but it was uh it was like near empty to mm. to to go to surrey because uh, we had to pick up some stuff for uh masks that we were gonna be uh uh making not me making them but i was around because like it's a ride yeah it's, it's going out it's seeing things i'll go oh it's another uh, thing like uh i envy you guys for having car access I don't think I've been within uh, outside of a half mile radius of where I live, like in over a month. Yes. Yeah, I've had sort of car access, uh, but but it's it's really limited my walks because like I like going for long walks, and normally what I'll do then is I'll bus back, and I don't feel comfortable taking the bus anymore. So it's like, ugh, okay, I got to really plan out how far can I walk, how many miles before I feel like. Uh, would it be okay to walk back? Is this a it's tough to burr? Ah, heck with yeah. it. Yeah. So I go to the duck pond down the street. And, yeah. uh, and I thought about that, going there actually. I thought about walking to East Hastings. It's very nice. Like I think I think you'd like it. It's uh yeah it's it's it's, it's in the, very the PNE. Yeah. Area. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, walk, 
uh, older men um, uh, doing fly fishing, and that's also very soothing. <laughs> I wear a mask when I go out on walks now, so I feel like an extra bit of pr- protection there. I have not. Yeah, yet, we all, I have not taken wearing a mask look, yet. We all look like uh, Mortal Kombat characters now. <laughs> Do you, are you <laughs> wearing a mask in when you go out? Yep. Yeah, uh, not not when I'm going on. If I'm if I'm walking in an area where there's not a lot of people around, then I'll put it down. Yeah. Uh, but if there's a, if I'm going into a store for sure, or like on a main drag, I'll wear it. Mm. And if I see someone that looks like me, I'll think it's one of those situations where like, oh, he's reptile, and I'm uh, I'm scorpion. I or, I do or... feel I do feel cool wearing it because like I wear my my black uh, leather motorcycle jacket. I'm wearing oh, black yeah. jeans, black boots. Uh, I've got my my long black hair down, and I've got got my black face mask. There you go. Yeah, so you're I've, a, I've got a Mad Max character. Pick, yeah, I would pick you as a video game character, and, uh, and start <laughs> off. yeah, it looks like I'm wearing for fashion, which I'm I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if when this is done, and we all talk about it, like it's gonna be so gradual. But if we're going to uh, kind of adopt the whole mask culture, you know, like other countries do, you know, and uh, I if hope we're so. I hope we do. That, I think it's a good idea. I agree. I don't hurt. know about that, but I guess I guess so. I don't know. I have not. Yet, I have no, not. No, I think started. that's very good idea. That's why I have not taken uh, to wearing a mask. Probably won't. Oh, I think you should wear it. I don't have one. For so many, reasons. it's not going to happen. It's easy to like. I've ordered a bunch of masks off Etsy. Okay. And I'm sure um, Pia can make one too. Yeah, it's, here's it's the thing. Okay. Like, I know you're not pro mask now. I have. Uh, let me let me say this is like, but just think about where we were two months ago hmm. and how fast everything changed yeah it's crazy where it was just, so it's like who knows who knows yeah, it could happen i could be forced to wear we one. might all just be walking around with swabs up our nose anyway continually <laughs> uh, like uh, then the government could just walk up and pull them out whenever they want and go like all right he's okay put it back up there apparently there just, was a, a poll then in canada i don't know how who they asked these questions to so i cannot speak to those to that kind of thing but it was uh 60 of canadians felt like if a vaccine was was uh developed that people should have to have the vaccine 40 percent said no it should be people's choice that seemed like a really strange disparity of i thought it'd be much higher in terms of people would think that it would be should be required that we have the vaccine think... uh it's tough to it's tough to mandatorily uh you know well Listen, we do I, we do I think with, here's what you do we do to a degree like, with other ones I, I would say that you would have to get it if you wanted to do certain things. Like if you wanted to work in, you know, if you wanted to work in certain, uh, you know, fields, yes, you would need the vaccine. Okay. If you wanted to, maybe it might even be so far as if you want to go to school, you'd, you'd need it just for the, for the safety of, uh, of others possibly. Yeah. But if there's some person who's like living in a cabin in the woods is like, I ain't getting it. It's like, okay, you don't have to get it, but you can't. <laughs> can't be a doctor then you can't uh, sure, you know. sure. I mean, there's so many children who should be getting vaccines like in general and they aren't getting it yeah. due to the anti-vax movement so yeah i wonder i wonder how the the anti-vax community will feel about oh they're still there uh, coronavirus vaccine they're still they're working uh they're working t- uh full full steam ahead on this whole thing they're really they're really upset about it. i mean that's i think that's part yeah. of the part of the 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 pushback against a lot of these measures are, are from are from that kind of uh community so but partly that and obviously it's so, it's so political in nature and there's all kinds of like you know secret not secret but you know like money on the side behind all these protests and stuff to to keep it in the to keep it in the forefront those people aren't doing it in their own dime sort of that way yeah there are some there are some local boobs 
that are just out and about. And it's like, hey, local boobs. Good to, good to <laughs> yeah. see you. Well, you know. Um, there's a... Nina, would you feel comfortable with me reading letters from our uh, listeners, including one from you? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, she forgot Dude, about yeah, that. I've been, trying my, I've been trying my best to um, to leave comments on your page. <laughs> it's been very answer. nice. Thank you. We okay, questions. Well, well, let's <laughs> start. Not with... trying to bite me. Yes, I'll have to listen to my own letter. Okay, well, here, I'll just tell you what you wrote, and you could just say it out loud, and then we could treat it like it's a conversation. So <laughs> what you said was, sweet pickles are the devil. Pickles should not be sweet. So I'm going to just throw it over to you. You can say that, and then we'll uh, we'll start it off with that. So if you could just say that, that would be great. Uh, okay. Uh, sweet pickles are the devil. Pickles should not be sweet. Okay, and that's from Nina. That's from our friend Nina. Yeah. Uh, Third Dragon. That is our first letter. That's nice. Uh, um, there we go. Which uh, not even not even sweet relish, huh? Okay, fair enough. All right. That's, relish is different. From yeah, pickles. I don't consider relish a pickle myself. So it's yeah. chopped up pickle. How is it not? Uh, no, it's pickle? it's a condiment made from pickles. Yeah, it's, but a, it's, not it's different than pickles. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. All like, right. I I I agree with Nina to the point where I did I did respond because I I love sweet pickles in in like a tuna salad. Like to me, that's just like. I don't like it with like like sometimes evil make it with celery in it instead. And I just don't like it. I like the I like the the tangy sweetness of of the of pickles. Are you chopping up that pickle? When yeah, that's right. It, it chops it up, so it's more like. Well, then it's relish. It's more established. That's <laughs> exactly. Relish. I was going to no, say. No, relish is different. It's, it's not just pickles. It's more. Right, what is what goes into relish that is not just pickles? There's vinegar and there's a. Well, that's a pickle. There's a pickle corn. Or sorry, there's uh celery seed in it. There's um. That's a pickle. Celery seed is celery seed is not a pickle. No, but you put celery seed in a pickle. Okay, okay. Let's move on to Matt's thing. Let's not fight. Um, Oh, I just wanted to add one more thing. Uh, I'm just not a big fan. Um, Unless it's uh, for a snack or dessert, I'm just not a big fan of sweet things. Ah. Okay. I don't. I don't like sweet things. Okay. So I I don't like sweet pickles. I don't like like a sweet sauce. Like I'm not a big fan of barbecue sauce. Mm. Uh, the the sweet kinds. I know there's like vinegary barbecue sauce. I like those a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't like teriyaki sauce. Um. Okay. Yeah, just things like that. We're gonna have a you're gotcha. gonna have a very bitter wedding cake, like just very vinegary, <laughs> savory. It's a savory. You know, cake. Bob's Bob's also not a big fan of sweetness too, so I think that works for us. We Maybe both a like spicy loaf. Yeah, a have spicy a sp- salmon. Spicy cake. Nice okay. spicy. Ooh, that'd be good. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Matt writes. Uh, my first time commenting here after listening uh, since episode two hundred and four. Two hundred and four. Uh, yeah. Cluedo, solving our Cluedo problem here, where yeah. I was going, why do you call it Cluedo? Uh, clue plus Ludo. Yeah. Now, my problem with that is, what the hell is Ludo? It's a card game. It, it's not a card game at all. Oh, it's it not? Is, oh, I thought it was. No, it's Parcheesi. That's another ah, name for it. It's oh, okay. Parcheesi. But it's also uh, called in, it got remade a little bit, and it's also Sorry is Parcheesi. Oh, I see. So it was just connecting it to, to a board game. That's by calling correct. it Cluedo, so it's saying it's it's a mystery, but also a board game. That's right, and also the game Trouble is basically sorry as well. So it's all yeah. the same. Okay. Uh, also, he says he worked in an electronic store in the UK in 1999, and DVD players were still rarely sold and were a big ticket item. Within 18 months, everyone had one. That sounds about right. Like when when something is first introduced, when technology first is introduced. You know, it's going to be the enthusiasts are going to pay the, the big dollars for it. And then eventually it'll, you know, manufacturing will figure out efficient ways to, to create, you know, to cut, to make it so that it's cheaper to make. And, and slowly they come down in price, you know, yeah. to the point, so, where, um, point where no one wants them anymore. That's, when how, I, that's how cheap the, they are the now. First, yeah, the first DVD player I got, I got because a mutual friend of ours, Dave Watson, uh, ah. who was a 
music reviewer and author and uh, swell, swell fellow who sadly has passed away since, uh, he said he he said that, oh, you should get a DVD player, but not for DVDs. It's just the best CD player you'll ever have. Oh, okay. So just get it for that. <laughs> It'll play CDs beautifully. Great uh, sound. Yeah. And so I was like, well, fine, if it's a DVD stink. Because it was all a thing of like, <laughs> would DVDs be the thing to get or not? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure there was that feeling. For sure. Okay. Uh, our friend Louise. Uh, Hi, Louise. Uh, responds uh, to Matt saying, I had no idea what Cluedo uh, was. So she then found out that it was Parcheesi. And um, and she says, I believe that name derives from an old French Anglo word meaning by way of the cheesies, as if, uh, <laughs> how did your fingers get all orange? Parcheesi. Okay. Now I'm turning to Jack Benny. Okay. I made that part up, but I'm oh. hoping it will force you to Google cheesies. Two can play at that game. There we go. <laughs> And, uh, oh, then Louise. Louise. and then Louise continues, I pulled a Dave uh, when my mom's arthritis in her hand started to make it impossible for her to open her car's gas cap. Mm. She doesn't have enough grip and turn strength anymore. So I went online to see if there's any gas tap, gas cap turning tools out there. There were a couple uh, that shipped from the U.S., but they were all in the $50 price range. Oh, boy, wow. that's too much. Yep. So I improvised one from a $3 uh, plastic potato masher from Canadian Tire and two pieces of wood from the butt I sawed off the bottom of that year's Christmas tree. I snuck it into her stocking and made her guess what it was. Uh, she figured it out pretty quick. Uh, it's good she didn't say sex toy, because that would have been embarrassing. Uh, she was happy that it worked for her, and she wouldn't have to depend on other people to open her gas cap for her. Well done, mother of invention, as a gift for your mother who invented you when she gave birth to you. That's a that's a very nice story. Um, moving on to right. Todd. Todd, Todd, our friend Todd. Yes. Um, Wait, hang hello, on a second. Todd. Yep. No, go ahead, uh, Nina, please. Sorry. Uh, I wanted to uh, to go into this, uh, like when you mentioned the DVD player being a good CD player kind of yeah, uh, thing from yeah. before. Sure. Uh, question for David. Yeah. Do you know uh, Mobile Fidelity? The, the, the old record company then? Yep. You do you like? Do you yeah? Do you buy stuff from them? Um, no, I was never. I was never an audiophile. I okay, do, that's what I was wondering. I I do have a couple of their records. I think I have a Tom Petty one, but mostly because I found them used, so I spot them. And then for whatever reason, when CD started, they were licensing some obscure um, artists and 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 reissuing them at a time. So I, I have a bunch of Firesign Theater. CDs that they put out the albums as CDs, so I bought those. Those are Mobile Fidelity ones, and then I have a Phil Oaks one, and then I have uh, a uh, Dillard and Clark collection as well on Mobile Fidelity. And I don't, but they don't advertise them as better than other CDs. They're just okay. They're just like we have these obscure acts that you might be interested in, and I was like, I am interested, and I'm going to buy those. So I did. So yeah, um, I'm, but I'm not. I'm not like I'm not a huge audiophile. Like like I mm -hmm. like I. I don't really care about how like people, you know, they're like, oh, I love the warm sound of vinyl and CDs are so cold sounding. And I'm like, uh, OK, but you can listen to your CD in your car. You can't play a record in your car. So, it's kind of, you know, there's like a right. drawback. I, I'm sure they would rant to you uh, about that. <laughs> but uh, look, have you heard of uh, Mobile Fidelity's release of uh, Beck's Sea Change? Uh, sea Change? Uh, no, no. Have they done... it's, uh, apparently it's like it's very, like, very, very good. Mm. And. It's often uh, said to be like the the best CD release ever. CD of, or, or album release, like vinyl release. 
No, it's a CD. Oh, it's a CD they put out. It's not a vinyl. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be, oh, okay. Like, just a really, really excellent CD. Huh. And uh, it's 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 really expensive now if you try to find it <laughs> online. It's like two hundred bucks to get it. Oh, too bad. But sup- supposedly, like among audiophiles, it's it's touted as being one of the best CDs you can have. Sure, but I mean, I was wondering if you knew about that. But I, you know, like, I, and I don't have, but I don't really have like super expensive equipment, like so. What am yeah, I, I guess if you don't have those, like, then, what am I getting? I'm playing on my old, whatever, right? playing on yeah. my old Kenwood CD player. Like, I don't know. Is this like I, I do? I did buy like when I was sometime in my 30s. I guess I bought an Oppo CD player, and they're like or a DVD player, I should say. And they and you know why? The reason I bought it was because it played um, like download downloadable file things like MKV and stuff like that. But it also like played uh, Super Audio CDs. And so it had a bunch of, because I do have like a bunch of Bob Dylan on Super Audio CD, which was a thing that Sony brought out. It was like a slight, a, a better CD. Okay. But like, it's so, it's so, it's so like, what's the word? It's so incremental. Like, it's just hard to like, it's not like a giant leap forward. Like, I can understand why people got excited by CDs because, you know, like records were, big and you had to you know you had to like take them out of the package and put them down and then put the needle on them and then and then when they got to a certain point you had to, like take it off and turn it over or put it back whereas cds you just like they're in a tray and you just push it and they come out and you put it thrown into this little plastic case and put it wherever and of course then we were also mm-hmm. told they're indestructible so people didn't even put them in cases they just left them laying around and getting them scratched and stuff oh i hate that yeah me too but, i would never do that <laughs> no it's crazy but but people did kind of believe the hype so that there, there was that element to it as well but yeah, it's uh, it's just weird. Like I, I just I have no interest in in uh, that whole element of. I just like music. So I don't really care about the format of it. I don't care if it's MP3. I don't care if it's a CD. I don't care if it's a record. I don't like cassettes very much, but discs. I find them. It's that whole boring rewinding thing. But I, I don't uh, mind cassettes either. For, you know, I think they sound fine. I have like all all my no fun. Of course, was I was on cassettes, <laughs> so that's how I bought them. So it's just. It's uh, is what it is. Like I, I just don't. I'm not gonna worry about it. I do find it. Yeah. I, do, I do find it annoying that like when you take a record, when you used to take a record out of a sleeve and you put it down on the turntable and you put the needle, it would immediately start to pop. And you hadn't even played it yet. Like why is it popping and already got crackles? Like like that's you know, it's one nice thing about uh, CD is it I doesn't have, do I that. have several vinyls, but I don't have a vinyl player yet. Oh, you don't have a yeah. <laughs> it's all just from a job though, because. Uh, Oh, okay. Video okay. soundtracks on vinyl is a big thing right now for collectors. Oh, okay. Well, one thing, yeah. uh, one thing I'll say about records now is that they're much better quality than when, when I was buying them. Because oh, okay. After the when the uh, oil crisis happened, they like dropped the quality of vinyl because of the oil shortage, and then they never like they never brought it back to what what it was before. So records got really thin and pretty fragile, mm-hmm. and so they scratched easily and they warped easily, and they so there was a lot of negatives to them. But uh, yeah, I mean, but modern vinyls are fine. Well, they're they're like 180 gram and stuff like that, so they're they're a lot heavier and and so that they'll 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 survive. Like you know, when I used to when I used to buy vinyl, which I you know I used to buy a lot of it. It's this was before it became popular, so it was really cheap. And uh, like you could find like records from the 60s, and they would look like they wouldn't play very well, but you just buy them on the off chance, and then they would sound great because they're just they're just made of iron, you know. So, so I kind of imagine mm. that's what the new new vinyl ones are like. So they're they're probably better, much better than what I'm what I was. But okay. anyway, yeah, I was I was just curious about that that CD. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, well, I as a as a big uh, back fan, I was yeah. like, oh, I, I kind of want to hear it, but I wonder if it would just be pearls before swine. 
Like yeah. uh, I can't I can't tell the difference between a nine dollar bottle of wine and a thirty dollar bottle of wine. Like people taste fine to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's probably gonna be like that. Exactly. Like you know, like why are we listening to Beck? We're listening to it for the music. I, I, you know, like just because the symbol sounds more more uh, clear, it isn't really like okay. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. Good. Considering um, how layered the music is in that album, though, I can I can see how it could be sure. a really sure a nice you know, release, yeah. but yeah, still, but when, but you, you I'm know, sure it's fine. the best way to hear it would be like to go it's to the his studio person. and sit and listen to it through like studio monitor speakers, you know, that are super great. And, uh, you know, I remember when, uh, David M, when they, they recorded a single one time, just one time, everything else he did in his parents' basement, but they recorded one single at an actual studio and they got really fussy over this, the sound and they were layering guitars and stuff like that. And then someone said to them, you know, like you're, you're kind of getting fooled by the really nice speakers here. And you can hear all this nuance. But he said, no one anywhere else is going to listen to the, this single on this kind of system. They're not going to hear mm. anything you're doing at this point. Like, you're just wasting your time. And I thought I that see. was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, cause, like um, I know the Beach Boys, what they did, and I, I think the Beatles did it as well. But I know the Beach Boys did it for sure. They had like a, a little, a, like an AM radio speaker they would hook up to a cassette, like a, to a tape deck. So they could listen to the, what they were recording through how most people were going to hear it, which is very minimum you know very low tech stuff and if it sounded good through there then they knew they were on the right track so you know that that's just how it is and that's fine because it's just about the music it's not about it's not all that rest of that stuff is just for for people who will get excited about stuff like that yeah but so. imagine if there was a, a mofi release of sneaky dragon Could you hear every <laughs> mouse click <laughs> every time you brush your hand against the, the table thank you mobile fidelity ah oh, sweet mobile fidelity had the best cd cases though because they had this little mechanism in it when you lift, when you open it up, it would lift the CD up out of the tray, up up into the oh, air, what? and you would just pull it out. Yeah, it's fantastic. It was really I, great. I, I got I to gotta look this up now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had like different CD cases. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really, uh, really fancy. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay, I see this now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was good. That's but, awesome. But the problem for them is that like the CD leveled the playing field so much that like for audio enthusiasts, it just... The, they weren't offering more for you know it didn't feel like they didn't have more to offer but it sounds like they've they've changed and are doing something different now that's good that's good yep there you go there you go everyone that was our audio file corner picture of the cd case yeah take a look oh what did you say very nice yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's really cool. It's almost like a like a grand piano lid. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of it, as you it lift it, it like kind this. of it kind of levers it up, and then and then the the CD. No, that's smart. The CD like comes out, but it also has a little thing that pushes the CD so it's flat as it comes up. It doesn't lean with the with the angle of the of the plastic mm-hmm. piece. You see, so when the CD, mm-hmm. it's actually like perfectly level. So you just like take it within your fingers and just lift it off, and and you don't get that thing like where it feels like the whatever's holding the CD in the case is like so it's holding it so tight that you're going to snap the CD as you're trying to bring it out of the case. That's mm-hmm. always terrible. And then the other terrible thing was like Ryko disc, the, the record company Ryko disc was terrible for this. All of their cases, the plastic teeth that would hold the CD in place would all break. And oh, they, I hate that. And they'd that. be broken before you got it. Like you buy it from the store yeah. and you bring it home and like half the teeth are gone. And so you're like, I, all yeah, my Elvis Costello CDs were on Ryko disc. And so all of them are like kind of vaguely held in place in these little trays but all, all the teeth broken fell out <laughs> it's annoying in fact last night i was looking i have a i have a curtis mayfield uh superfly it's a rhino special edition with two discs and i get one of the discs i guess it it broke so i f- 
found a I cut out I cut out a plastic piece from a different CD and I glued it in place in the in the Superfly one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I guess I am a nut. That thing looks like it make a good mouse trap too. If you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's really clever. Like a yeah, no, it's a good idea. You get audiophile mice. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ooh, oh good Lua. great low end that's what they'd say <laughs> sounds like a very bad tom and jerry cartoon by that i mean the tom and jerry cartoon okay, oh they, um, they were all right they got the right one they name one name a great one uh and, hey, I just, well, I, speaking I, of tom and jerry i'm yeah. sorry i'm sorry todd for all this tangent but okay. uh, do, do you know what that willy wonka movie with tom and jerry in it oh jesus christ what uh, okay I haven't, i've only watched the trailer but okay. Yeah. This is I a didn't new know thing? about this until Bob told me about this. Uh, oh, my God. We went down a, a long YouTube rabbit hole, and we yeah. came across uh, clips of the... Well, the entire Willy Wonka Tom Jerry animated movie is on YouTube. You can watch it for free. And mm. it's so weird because it's just uh, a cartoon of Willy Wonka, and Tom and Jerry are just off to the side watching. <laughs> They're just watching everything <laughs> happening. They're not involved in the story at all. Do they talk? No, they don't. Uh, just reacting to the kids being murdered? <laughs> like Augustus okay here's my second question yeah uh so where do tom and jerry come in are they like uh watching charlie when he's like before trying to win the ticket and they're just hanging around him like are they yeah. his cat well maybe they oh, were, we his were, we were watching the whole singer yeah, yeah. We we're mostly watching the ending actually uh-huh. okay uh, uh, so bob would know the answer up, to this actually yeah do they end up then in the glass elevator at oh, the yes. end and they're yes. out okay a sec uh third question is Tom trying to eat Jerry at any point in this uh, adventure? I think they do fight a little bit, like their usual fighting. And then yeah. they go back to watching everything unfold. Jesus <laughs> How odd. So, uh, okay, I'm just trying to figure out here. So was it that Tom and Jerry were a bigger name draw than Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? And so by saying Tom and Jerry and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it increased your audience in some weird way. And so, that a lot, like, so they just kind of threw them in there? That, that just seems like well, nobody's happy now. Like, no one wants that. Well, well, get this. This movie was released in 2017. Yeah. Oh. I'm looking it up now. Okay, go yeah. ahead. And it's free you on think... YouTube? Maybe it's not free. I think I just saw the ending for free. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at a clip right now. Okay. Yeah, like, I've never heard of this. And I just stumbled across this ending, and I was like, what the hell is this? And, like, why 2017? Like, why now? Okay, and like, the director, yeah. the director was uh, an animation director on Space Jam. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. And uh, what a resume! Oh, oh he yep. also directed. Like, here's the thing: you got to know. It's like he also directed Tom and Jerry and Nutcracker Tale, Tom and Jerry Meet Sherlock Holmes, Tom and Jerry and the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> okay. Char- Tom and Jerry Robin Hood and His Merry Mouse. Fuck that! Just go with the name. <laughs> We're not doing those jokes. Tom and Jerry's <laughs> Giant Adventure, Tom and Jerry the Lost Dragon, which I assume is their Game of Thrones. Uh, the giant Tom adventure Jerry, must be Jack and the Beanstalk, right? Tom and Jerry back to Oz because they had some <laughs> shit to do and had to go back. Uh, Tom and Jerry spy quest, and yeah, you're right. Then Tom and Jerry Willy Wonka was like the final, the final one in the sextilogy of Tom and Jerry uh, go around the world. Holy Who's shit! Who's watching these? I wonder. Children? Oh, he Children? also is the, yeah. Looks like he's, he's they... also directing uh, Scoob, that new uh, oh, yeah, Scoob yeah. movie that's coming out. And he's the animation director on the new Space Jam. Oh. Uh, Space Jamming. So, there's a Mouse Oopa Loopa. 
I wonder if those were like direct to 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 video, like or or direct to um, whether video on demand or direct to to DVDs you'd find like in dollar stores and stuff like that. Like just just time wasters, just to keep the kids quiet, kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, it, it just has wanna, that feeling to me. I just want to see the the one I want to see of all this is Back to Oz because clearly there's some <laughs> unfinished business and and they have they got to go back and deal with this shit. And sure. They didn't uh, they didn't do it. Oh boy. Okay, yeah. yeah, this is a rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I, I hope Bob does cover this at some point on his uh, on one of his shows. Uh, I wonder if it's ever up for voting. It would have to, yeah, it would have to. It's going to beat Were Rabbit. We know that much. It's going to beat Curse of the Were Rabbit. That's right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Just tell him oh, to put put okay. Curse of the Were Rabbit, Watership Down, and then uh, this movie, whatever it's called. Oh, Will Tom and Jerry Tom and meet Jerry. Watership Down would be great. <laughs> saying Tom off to the side, off to the side watching. Yeah, yeah. Just off to the side watching rabbits uh, get gas poison gas. Yeah, if, if you watch any of these clips from the movie, like they don't need to be there. They're not affecting the plot anyway. I think uh, <laughs> Jerry delivers a golden ticket, and that's about it. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Oh, so Tom and Jerry, uh, Handmaid's Tale? That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Off to the side watching the 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 impregnation. Going like, glad we're dudes. Me too. <laughs> He's, I'm here for the low end. I'm still making the same audio file joke. That's great. The man in the high castle. <laughs> no, the Nazis have some good ideas. Come on, Tom. All right. Uh, I'm going to read Tom's letter. Uh, Todd's letter. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> Todd and Jerry. Uh, it, was, it, was a good, it was a good diversion, though, guys. I'm glad we, I'm glad we went down that. <laughs> I, I'm sorry again. <laughs> no, no. This is why we have you here. Well, listen, That's right. It's a treat. Uh, a show that disappointed me upon rewatch. Well, disappoint is too strong a word. But I used to watch Twilight Zone reruns often as a kid. Uh, since then, I've all, I've sometimes tuned into the various holiday marathons until finally last year I decided to watch the entire run of the original series. I think huh. the more uh, famous episodes still stand out pretty well, but there were plenty of stinkers. <laughs> First of all, I was surprised how many episodes were set in the Old West and how many episodes were meant as comedies. Uh, then there were these two separate episodes meant as backdoor pilots for spinoff shows about incompetent guardian angels trying to help people out. Apparently, Rod Serling liked this idea so much, he tried it a second time, even after the first one didn't pan out. Huh. Both episodes pretty bad, but the second one at least does star Carol Burnett. There's also huh. a fourth season where the format switched from a half-hour to full-hour episodes at the last minute, ugh, uh, where the <laughs> yeah, result awful. was that most of those episodes are ridiculously padded. The Jordan Peele reboot at least uh, did a much better with the longer episodes. Uh, all that aside, though, I was uh, impressed with how diverse the episodes were. There are maybe about 10 Twilight Zone episodes that really stuck in the public consciousness. And the remaining 140 or so episodes uh, often don't stay within the narrow sci-fi parable with ironic twist ending uh, image that most people have of the series. Even uh, among the well-known episodes, the William Shatner Gremlin one, doesn't exactly have a twist ending or uh, don't fear the other allegory. In fact, Shatner <laughs> saves the day by shooting the damn thing. Uh, the Billy Mummy evil psychic child episode likewise has a crazy starting premise, but the real twist, but no real twist at the end. And like the gremlin, the evil psychotic child is another uh, you ought to fear. I feel chastened. I just like to say that because that's my, that's my, my fun cliche of uh, Twilight Zone. I know I it's not it's accurate, but. Yeah, whenever I think Twilight Zone, I usually think the Simpsons parodies of Twilight Zone now more than I think the uh, actual Twilight Zone episodes. Was it but Simpsons they're, they're or Fu I thought Futurama did? Wasn't the Scary Door Futurama? Scary Door, yeah. I okay. uh, did an episode. I uh, did an issue of the comic where they went to the 
scary door kind of universe mm. uh, which is where the writer of the scary door got all his ideas and that was a that was a fun issue like the simpsons did like full-on parodies of the stories oh, okay. for halloween oh i yeah. see the, i see uh, okay. the, the one based the on terror and whatever amount of Twenty thousand feet, 000 feet. Uh, yes <laughs> that one is really good uh actually there was something i wanted to say in response to uh your guys's talk about uh that that uh short story was uh i'm this isn't a big deal but uh, it's pronounced John Lithgow. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Uh, Very good. I was, Thank I was, you, like, Nina. Thank you, Nina. I was in high school. We appreciate like, that. <laughs> I, I was a huge, huge fan of John Lithgow. Okay. And I know it's pronounced John Lithgow because I distinctly remember um, he appeared on a late night show. It was probably Letterman. Mm-hmm. And the the talk started off with, I think it was Letterman, like I said. Sure. Or Conan Ryan, actually. And the host said, so how, do you pronounce your... Conan O'Brien. <laughs> how do you pronounce your name? Is it Lithgow or Lithgow? And he said, Lithgow. Huh. And I feel uh-huh. like he um, I, I feel like he requested that to be in the interview because everyone else gets it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's po- I think he should just not spell it wrong then. He has it. He has an owl sound at the end of his name. Just take Drop the W and you wouldn't have that problem. Dum dum. Yeah. And did you guys know the third rock from the sun was Earth all along? What? Yeah. They maniacs, they blew it up. It's <laughs> maniacs. They also did a good parody of uh It's a Good Life with uh Bart as the uh kid with all the powers. That's mm. I remember that much more than I do the Billy Mummy version of uh of that. Uh Billy Mummy, um, Billy Mummy. I saw right, I my, saw him in David Letterman one time and David Letterman asked him, "How do you like to <laughs> Uh I just want to say one thing about uh terror at 20,000 feet, which is that I was because I was watching the. I was so I was so fascinated by this honeymoon team thing. I was so I went to where I was looking up your <laughs> your research in that you did during the episode. I just wanted to read that, and yeah. um, but I was I was watching a like a trailer for a terror at twenty thousand feet, and that is one goofy looking monster. So silly looking, like it's the almost like one? yeah, it's almost or... like a comedy monster. Like when he like comes like floating down and lands on the wing, and then. And then he like takes off again. And he's just like boop. So you just feel like it should be like a slide whistle yeah. sound as he's like boop every it's time he's really doing something. It's really not scary at all. Like I'm sure it was terrifying back then. Maybe. You look at it now and you're like, what? I mean, his face yeah. is kind of scary. Like when when they have the scene where you know he opens a window and then his face yeah. is like pressed up against it's the glass. Up, yeah. That's that's they, they show too much of it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. In darkness the whole time. Yeah, I yeah. think the monster shows scary. up a lot in the new Twilight Zone series that's shot here. There's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, that monster in the background as like dolls and oh, really? uh, little action figures and stuff. He's so, yeah, he's There's so a lot cute. Of, uh, little tributes to him. He's so cute. In fact, he's like he's like a he's like one of those little um he's like a chia monster. Like his, his fur looks like he's a chia pet, and then yeah, he's he's kind of cute. Except his face is ugly, but that's, he has like a cute, ugly face. I think nice. the uh, the one the and the one with John Lithgow is uh, I think the monster is more effective in that. But of course, I haven't seen it in a while. I have not seen it in a while either. I'm speaking strictly from having seen it in the theater many years ago. Uh, and uh, my Billy Mummy uh, uh, trivia is that he wrote a comic book called uh, Comet Man okay. for Marvel. Yeah. And uh, that's the comic book that Brent Butt is uh, reading in the beginning of uh, Corner Gas in the opening title. Oh, uh, okay. Credits. Yes. Cool. Uh, he often reads Comet Man in the in the show, and if he's not reading Comet Man, he's reading Savage Dragon. Hmm. So there's a there's trivia there's, that I there's some know. trivia for everyone, uh, and it's pronounced Rent. Um, <laughs> Mick Ray. It's pronounced I, Booth I, by. 
Oh, fancy. I like it. Uh, so sorry, you said this was Mick? You said this is Mick? Yeah. Oh. I absolutely, Hi, uh, I grew up absolutely loving the British comedy series, The Goodies. Uh, amongst Australian kids in the uh, 70s and 80s, there was literally nothing funnier. I'm going to interrupt to say, the first time I ever remember laughing to the point of being in pain was watching a goodies episode with my sister. And we were just rolling on the ground, actually going, ouch! Oh! It was just so painful. It, was, it wasn't, so it wasn't the Ecky Thump episode, was it? I think it. I think it would have been uh, the uh, K- uh, kitten Kong. Oh, okay. I think episode. a man. A man died laughing at that episode of of the goodies oh. in the seventies. Yeah, when it was first broadcast, he had a he had a coronary he had some sort of coronary seizure while he was laughing so hard at this at, the, at an episode of the show, and he passed away. So there you go. Uh, he, per- he, he Mick goes on to say, "I purchased a DVD of the show in the mid two uh, thousands, and it just does not stand up." Uh, though I still absolutely adore the series and was saddened to hear of the recent death of Tim Burke Taylor to coronavirus of all stupid things. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he died of coronavirus. Uh, no, fuck, I didn't know that either. It's uh, stopping weddings and killing funny people. <laughs> uh, the series is best left as a happy memory of a different time. Uh, infinite gay jokes on there, which probably don't hold up as well now as they did back then, but there you go. Um, uh, in the goodies? The scene, it's been uh, a while since I watched it too, yeah. Yeah, there's infinity uh gay joke uh not in a mean way but just as in a hmm, yeah 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 uh the same can be said for another british comedy series uh the young ones which i loved in my teen years today though it has not stood the test of time it was good at the time i agree yeah i wonder if shows Uh, like bottom and stuff like that would would hold up possibly uh none of which diminishes their quality or appeal they're both iconic and groundbreaking shows that are best remembered but not replayed Mm. like our episodes of our show um nigel goes on to say say, uh, can i just say about the goodies i i quit camera club at school so that i could uh, go home and watch the goodies oh nice because camera club was interfering with going home and watching the goodies and as i said before i like comedy i comedy before everything so you know has before whatever (laughs) I have a question. Okay. Yes. Okay, so I, I don't know what the goodies is, but that's fine. Uh, was... Do you want to know, or do you want to just continue with goodies? What you're say? Goody, uh, I'll just goody, ask yum, this yum. real quick. Yep. Very good. Was the name of the Goonies supposed to be a, a parody nope. of nope. the Goodies? Uh, goody, uh, Goonies, uh, the Goon Show came. Oh, Goodies! I see what you're saying. Uh, there was the Goon Show, which is a completely unrelated sketch comedy show that was uh, many years earlier. It wasn't a sketch comedy uh, show that had a. It was a each had a story. It told a story each episode. Okay, I all right, sure, I'll give you that. But it, it was kind it of was, sketch. It was though, funny, wasn't it? it was, no, no. Okay, it was. Uh, uh, no, no, it was not. Uh, they were not connected. No, they okay. weren't. The goodies were about three three kind of unemployed guys who who like. It would had adventures. One had one was a crazy inventor. Yeah, uh, things would Grim happen Garden. like a, like a cat would uh, become giant, and that was Kitten Kong <laughs> would attack the city, and they'd have to like save everyone from the from the cat. But it was yeah, a lot of non sequiturs and just crazy business. I think all right. I think where the show falls down in modern times is that that its its uh, reach exceeded its grasp. So the special effects were, were pretty pretty tenuous at the time they're they're even worse now and so there's a lot of kind of like slow parts of the show where it feels like more should be happening but it's not quite as madcap as you remember it you know what i mean i don't anyway go on ian next letter no no i would agree okay uh nigel nigel writes sorry this is about fantasy island uh nina i apologize <laughs> okay I'll, I'll be back, right, back in an hour. Uh, i always thought uh, it's a very short letter i always thought the fantasy island was essentially the same thing as gilligan's island but apparently not if I get the gist correctly, 
It's about some sort of tropical island where rich people go to live out their fantasy, and there are supernatural things, and probably each episode has a different cast of characters, except for the rich man who runs things and his companion, who apparently handles the money. Is that right? Uh, it was really confusing. <laughs> Cheers. No, none of that was right. Yeah. Moving on. What are you? Edward Drakansky writes. Uh, it was very much like the Goonies, actually. I think the Goonies was based on it. Goonies, um, Goonie, Goonie, yum, yum. Uh, it's our time now. Uh, Edward Dragansky writes, <laughs> for what it's worth, and I was uh, promised a plaque, uh, and I never received one, my name is on at least one patent for a 20-ounce 7-Up bottle design. Oh, cool. that's cool. Uh, when I was, I, I appreciate that. My dad used to work in a glass factory, uh, bottle factory, and uh, I would always like to go and see the bottles. So I was a big fan of uh, old pop bottles. Uh, when <laughs> I was at Dr. Pepper, 7-Up was one of the uh, larger legacy brands, and their bottle design sucked. Uh, for some reason, they <laughs> were falling over in the okay. coolers oh. uh, when someone would uh, take the front bottle and the rest would fall over. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, uh, we had to also include a basketball and net designed into the bottle uh, that would be molded into the plastic. So three of us art directors created the uh, improved 7-Up uh, basketball bottle for the company. The bottle also had what was called a PET bottom, not to be confused with PT Barnum, uh, that was kind of grooved and slid over uh, instead of uh, falling over. <laughs> I did the initial sketches for this as well as some line art uh, showing the bottle turnarounds. The reason that it was basketball was because each brand at Dr. Pepper slash 7-Up had the proprietary sports to tie into their promotions to and 7-Up had basketball covered. Uh. We then have a patent thing uh, link there. Uh, you can check that out at sneakydragon.com. I was really into animation as a kid. I used to have my entire Saturday morning mapped out for what I was going to watch. For some reason, and I know not why, cartoons just kind of put me out these days. Unless there's some of the really great ones, like classic Looney Tunes or Tex Avery, they just make me drowsy and bored. <laughs> I know uh, guys older than me who can still watch old Hanna-Barbera stuff or Scooby-Doo, Scooby uh, but those just knock me out. It's not that I don't like them. I just love I love the characters and watching them uh, for a little while, but it just makes me is well. I think Edward needs to watch a little thing called Willy Wonka and uh, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> we're gonna have yeah, a, we're gonna have a link on the uh, we'll have a link. Yeah, if you lost hope in animation. Just watch that. I just, <laughs> you'll die a little more inside. I was reading a little bit there of like the just the first sentence of the plot. And the idea behind it is Tom and Jerry are both like running around, I guess, London or wherever they are. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. Somewhere. I don't know. Wherever I don't know they, why wherever, they're there. But yeah. Wherever the hell it takes place. I yeah. don't know. Is it like America? Sure. Something. Anyway, uh, and they're looking for food because they're hungry. I'm like, well, Jerry is food, you dumb cat. You're hanging around with your lunch and you're looking for food? He's a mouse. You're a cat. Oh, he forgotten. Eat him. He's forgotten his purpose. What's wrong with you? Anyway. <laughs> Back to Edward Jurgansky for the last letter on our website, um, and I'm so sorry. It's another fantasy island. Can I just say? Uh, can, I think... I, can I just say one one thing about Seven uh, Up? Seven Up did have one cool thing, and, uh -huh. I, and I'm, I was a Seven Up fan as a kid. Is uh, they had the you know the Coke bottle, like the Coke shaped bottle. They had one that was upside down, so the 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 wide part was at the bottom, and then it narrowed up to the to, to where you drank from, and then it said on it the Uncola. I thought that was a good a good little Now, was gimmick. that a bottle? I remember there was no, it wasn't a glass. A bottle. It was, was a glass. It was a glass. Okay. Yeah, I said glass, I, didn't I? I can't I believe I you said there was one cool thing about 7-Up Agency, the cool spot. What's the cool spot? <laughs> what, what's that? What's the, I don't know what that is. The cool spot from 7-Up. 
Where, where, where is the cool spot? Spot. Cool spot. Huh? Yeah, the spot. You don't know this? No. I have to put this in the chat too. <laughs> yeah. He's a round guy. Yeah, cool spot. Well, this there is a cover is. to a video game based on cool spot. Oh, oh I see. Oh he, oh, he just looks like the. Um, okay, I see. Here's a better picture. Because there is the the red from actual label. The red ball Does he or red fight, circle. Uh, yeah, Fido yeah. Dido with any... huh. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I, didn't I wonder. Know that. I didn't know that at all. They they oh. should bring back both those characters. I think. Absolutely, and have Fido get... Dido was uh, created by a woman too. Just cool. Oh, neat. Yeah, uh, my thing and she was... also made Pepper Ann. Oh, okay, that does make sense. I mm-hmm. cr- I created a character called the Vet around that time that looked a lot like Fido Dido. So I I was a little annoyed that uh, <laughs> that thing got so popular. I, uh, I do feel like your style is kind of similar to that the Fido Dido artist. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, very annoying. Who's the fe- who's the fella who did um, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus? Who's that? Mo Williams. What right. is that? Asked and answered. Uh, he was a cartoonist. He's a very famous cartoonist. He did a, and he, a book that... he did an animated one called Sheep in the Big City. I think it was called. Yeah, you'd recognize his oh, style. Oh, yeah. Mo, it's Mo Willems actually. Because I Willems. remember Sheep in the Big City. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't thought about uh, that in ages. I created I created a uh, comic book called Squares, and then like about a year later, he carried it. He created a character called the Offbeats. And uh, they were very similar characters, which, of course, is, hey, that's just going to happen. But uh, at the time, it was like, what the hell? Yeah, everything <laughs> I'm creating is like someone's coming up with like seconds later and uh, make me mad. Um, and that's why I uh, stopped being creative and you're, uh, never. You're that. writing the zeitgeist. Uh, every well, no one beat you to Sparks, though. Uh, you know what? I'm sure somebody. I'm sure there's a book that's out there that someone will go, hey, hey how about this? It's a rip off of this, but we'll we'll see. Life, uh, we'll just got to get popular enough Let that me, we can crush Yeah, because there's that book that when Harry Potter came out, there was like a series that was very similar to Harry Potter that had also come out. Are you talking books of magic? Oh, or yeah. Like, it had like all these parallels that were just amazing. But... Well, Neil yeah, Gaiman's and they, and they books sued, of magic right? was almost sued? exactly like it, yeah. Okay, that no, wasn't Neil Gaiman. It was a different. It was a, another lady author. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember I, I can't that? Remember what it was called. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah. Um, Barry Barry Blotter and the uh, no uh, it wasn't, something. It wasn't a parody of those. Are... Oh, it was a parody, just similarity. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna get through this Edward Dragan. Sure, thing sure, real you fast. do it. You do it. Uh, he says, uh, I think I heard this once on Howard Stern. If you want to sound exactly like Hervé Villachez, uh, do this: say these words four B. Okay, this four B. Then ten, and then zone. So say four B ten zone. And it sounds like Hervé Villachez saying Forbidden Zone, Forbidden Zone. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then tell Mr. Rourke the plane is here. And you have nailed uh, your Hervé Villachez impression. So there you go. Peter Dinklage just did a um, movie called uh, My Dinner with uh, Hergé. That was uh, just pretty good. And he played uh, Hervé Villachez in it. Huh. So, so there you are. Now, Dave, do you have any other letters uh, from our uh, well, we listeners? Do, we do have a we do have a comment on our on our Facebook page, and thank you for everyone. Uh, Ed also wrote to our Facebook page, but his comment was a duplicate of what you just read, so I will not bother okay. with that one. Wait, but wait. what? Sorry, what? Wait. What? What? You you missed a comment. There was a comment oh. posted while we were recording, so you probably didn't see it. Oh, okay. Oh. Refresh the page. Just refresh the page. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So while you do, wait a second. While you do that, Ian, I'll read this one. This is from Sarah. All right, Walsh. Let me just read this comment. It's oh. from Nina, and she goes, "Get on with it." What the hell? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, this is from Sarah Walsh. She says, "Oh, this reminds me that this is this is underneath the link with um 
from the New Yorker where it said setting reasonable goals during a crisis. And there's a person in a boat with a, with a ship sinking and it says, this is it, your time to finish your novel. Sarah says, oh, this reminds me to answer your week's old question about what we've done or made during the pandemic. The first few weeks, I was pretty useless and depressed, but I finally found some motivation, intermittently anyway, and finished recording an EP I'd been lazily working on for a year. I also took a bunch of ridiculous character photos to go with it. I spent a few hours, five days in a row, uh, tearing my closet apart and putting weird outfits together, then holding different instruments and posing for photos, using a tripod and timer. I realized I have an awful lot of weird clothes I never wear. I would say I don't know why, but apparently now I do know. They're for crazy photo shoots. And she, has a, <laughs> she has a cat laughing and crying at the same time. That's how funny that cat found that. This was all even weirder given the fact that I'm pretty self-conscious and don't usually like being photographed, but it's something I've been getting better about lately. That's good. I think that's sad when you don't like your, getting your photograph taken because years later you look back at your, like some the the few measly photos you allowed taken of yourself and you go, hey, I look pretty good then. I wish there were more pictures of me. So anyway, anyway, I'll be releasing it on Bandcamp in a week or two under my pseudonym Earth Immigrant. I hope that's not too self promoty but you did ask. No, that's awesome. And please, when you do release it, Sarah, write to me at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com and let me know and I will for sure post it on in uh in our feeds so that people know about it and we will be self-promoting for you well i guess you promoting you know what i mean so anyway and what was this final comment that came in under the wire well this is kind of this is kind of nice it ties into a little something that uh, it's nice to bring up uh our friend uh canon uh canon canon our uh lithgow oh that reminds uh, me shoot what's that no go on all right uh, I grew up on the Disney afternoon stuff, DuckTales, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, etc. And while I still get a, a kick out of watching the title sequence, I can't last a minute into the shows. The new DuckTales, however, is solid. And I, I like uh, bringing this up because Nina did uh, the Disney afternoon, uh, the, the cover for the video game. And that was how you met Bob. Is that right? Yes. When he, he roasted it online on Twitter... And I was like, hey, I drew that. And he went, oh, I'm sorry. And then we started talking. And then he went, will you be my bride? And he yes. Went, <laughs> well, yeah, that's as, why you should always roast people online because then you can find love. As we talked about in uh, his first appearance on Seeky Dragon, uh, which is fun to listen to because we weren't dating at the time back oh. then huh. uh, when we first appeared on Seeky Dragon. And something relevant happened recently, too, uh, to Disney Afternoon. So, I was excited to see his comment because I'm like, ooh, this is something I can talk about. <laughs> so um, Bob and I were going to meet up uh, at, at Midwest Gaming Classic in, in Milwaukee, which is a, a retro video game convention. And Tad Stones, who is uh, a cre the creator of many or co-creator of many Disney afternoon shows, uh, he usually tables there. And he's bought me like an original piece of art of uh, Chip and Dale from there uh, before uh, last year. And this year... He had commissioned a piece from him, uh, which he was going to give to me when we met up. But then the convention got canceled because of the pandemic. And the, the piece was still finished, though. And it was of a character, like, a, not a one-shot, like, two-shot character, because she was in two episodes. Of There's this villain called Splatter Phoenix, who I really liked. And he commissioned a piece of artwork from Tad Stones, the creator of that character and uh, you know, creator of Darkwing Duck. So I got this original piece now oh, nice. of, of that character, which is really cool. And uh, apparently, um, when he was telling uh, Tad about Sparks, Tad was like, oh, yeah, I've read that. And he really liked it, apparently. So 
That's really cool. I don't know oh, how. Fantastic. He, yeah, I'm not sure how he heard of Sparks or what compelled him to read it, but he's read it. So Aww. that was unexpected. And he also sent me a nice uh, message over Twitter. He said he, he went to my website and looked at my stuff and said he's um, super honored that I, I liked his splatter piece. And he said, stay dangerous, which is great <laughs> as as a Darkwing Duck fan. I guess I could still watch those uh, shows. I was actually almost afraid of watching them again when they were uh, released on Disney+. Plus. But I've been watching them once in a while, and yeah. I think they hold up really well. That's good. I, d- I never watched them at the time, so... I, I was looked... just the right age to yeah, watch them. Yeah, I was a little too old for, for that sort of stuff. I did watch um, Rescue Ranger. I guess I yeah, should. I was I was saying to Nina, uh, that, uh, or like on, on her Twitter, I think, that uh, that would be a good team up with Sparks. If Sparks was to team up with any of the Disney afternooners, I think that would be the, the, <laughs> the, the most yeah. natural thing. Oh, definitely. That would make sense. Cool. Yeah. I tried to convince my mom to not name my sister Dale because uh, everyone would call her Dale, like Chip and Dale, and they'd all make fun of her. And uh, I lost that bet. And now my sister's name is Dale, and she's had that name for many decades now. Oh, I like that <laughs> name. Also, I didn't know that was her name. Yeah, is that why there's a Dale in Sparks? Oh, uh, let's go yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's, say, let's say that. That's an, You know why there's the bus a name? Driver. I, I will tell you, I'll tell you why. It's because whenever I have a choice... I will always use a name that uh, is a unisex so that it, it lets the artist have the choice of how they want to draw the character. And I'll do that with sketches as well. Like just if I'm writing a comedy sketch, I will leave it open that so uh, the the gender of the characters as much as possible is uh, is not to be determined by me. It's just like, well, whoever wants to play this character, go for it. And I will yeah. do that on the Robin show. And I do that almost always with uh, comic book stuff that I do. Yeah, I, I I did remember thinking to myself, like, oh, he never specified a gender for the bus driver. And I actually drew Dale as, like, an old white man at first. But then I changed him to a black lady. Huh. Mm-hmm. And, and I really she, like the name Dale. And she may be making an appearance in the third book. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> that was just going to be disappointing if she doesn't show up. In there. Yeah. Uh, that's right. that's right. I was say, uh, oh, yeah. One thing I noticed, uh, you know, I've drawn quite a few of your scripts now. And I feel like you use the name Helen a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, is there a Helen in your kid, life? Or... Kids in the Hall family. No, no, it's uh, it's it's it's. <laughs> they actually mentioned the other day how many of those Helens were still alive. About two thirds. Huh. Still alive. Oh, that's good. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. No, Helen is just one of those names that sounds uh, kind of funny. So I'll usually go with uh, go with that. Uh, and if I have a last name, I will uh, Kaczynski. Uh, I will uh, go with Kaczynski <laughs> quite often. Helen is a funny name. I think Helen is a funny name. Yeah, it hmm. sounds like an older uh, woman. It's a, uh, it's an old, it's it's an old timey name, Helen. It's just a, uh, it just rolls off the. And I think that's why you got like thirty Helens agree for kids in the hall. It's yeah, just a funny. Yeah. Name. There's almost the word hell in it. Yeah, it's like to Helen back. Helen back is a name that people use a lot uh, as a joke name. So yeah. Uh, oh, I think okay. That's I, I've with. never heard it before. But I think well, because Karen funny. also is a name that people use a lot, and maybe it's just that n ending to it that kind of gives it like the two syllable you get yeah. that kind of helen karen you know you can have that and i of... do a lot of if i do do a, a name that's a, definitely a masculine name i'll go with the canadian doug and gord a lot gord is good gord is good gord just is to really canadian. canadian it up yeah yeah as all religious people know gord is great so uh just one last little bit of um of correspondence this was a this was a, a package that came in the mail for me what and for you ian all right uh, did you wash your hands after opening it did I wash my hands after opening it? I washed. I washed. I washed my clothes. Actually, 
Okay, that's good. I'm that right. careful. Is there anything in the box for me? If you want, you're welcome. I'm gonna. Yay. So <laughs> this is uh so this is from Canaan as well. So that's, oh, oh, great. That's what. So now I uh I threw some money at Canaan for his Kickstarter, and so he okay. sent me the book. But I'll just read you his note. So it says, "Hi, David. Your book is at the bottom of this mess. Thanks for helping me reach my goal." In the meantime, you may find this mess is actually a mess of Australian goodies I brought back <gasps> from my last trip. I oh, hope, yeah. I hope you can find a way to split these and get half of them to Ian so you can yep. enjoy them together apart. And yes, uh, no, no problem with that. I might be uh, dropping a box off at Ian on a stoop on the weekend. But anyway, personally, I think it's worth risking cross-contamination. But don't tell the government I said that. Bone appetite. Excuse the French. Canaan. So yes, in this box... There is stuff that I, well, there's one you're not getting for sure, which is a chewy chalk flavored jelly baby. Sorry, sorry, and called Chico's. Oh, okay. There, there's Chico's. There's uh, pods with Mars. So I guess Did you see chocolate covered jelly babies. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I know. It's too bad you're not getting any. Uh, oh. <laughs> we can figure a way. We can figure a way of sharing this stuff. Um, these things called fantails. Chewy caramel with rich chocolate coating. Um, bullets. These look really good. Four flavor mix pack. They're kind of chocolate covered. Almost look like licorice. I don't know what. Milk chocolate, licorice, dark chocolate, licorice, milk chocolate raspberry, and white chocolate raspberry. I know, that sounds good. Anything that's got a bunch of sweets in it. Then there's Jaffa's, which are chalk orange in a crispy shell. They look good. And then there's like a ton of... There's caramel koala. Oh, those are A couple great. of those. Oh, those iced... Iced Vovos. I loved those. Oh, man. I'm going to find a way to share all this stuff. We'll break it up into, into packages. How's that sound? Okay. Great. Nina, you seriously want some? Oh, I'm really curious to try the chocolate-covered uh, jelly baby because I, I love jelly babies. Oh, I okay. like chocolate, so okay. combined. Well, sure. Sounds good. I'll share those well, with you. I'll, wait a second, Nina. I want to take you back to the beginning of the show where you said you didn't like sweet things. Yeah, I know. So I think, <laughs> nope, uh, nope, I think this is I didn't all a bunch that. of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Said, I said, uh, nope, I hate nope. sweet things. I hate chocolate. Uh, I, I said, <laughs> unless they're desserts or snacks, I don't like sweet things. I don't like. I don't think meals should be sweet, but snacks and desserts. So all right. Fine. Well, we'll figure out a way to split this up between the three of us then. Uh, there's lots of there's there's two. I just want to try like one. There's a uh, caramel chomps, some violet crumbles. Oh man, this is good. And then a book at the bottom, which is also really good. So yeah, it's great. I saved a opening it up for uh, for for the show. So. I will buy his uh, book in stores or in some other way. Yeah, that's, I, uh, that's... I bought the first one directly from him. Same here. I think at Fan Expo. That also that sounds about right. Or Van Caff. I, I bought it from him at some con. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was Fan Expo, but I could be wrong. But uh... oh, it's too bad Van Caff is canceled. I know it's it such, really a, such a drag. Although I don't know, I was kind of not looking forward to it to be honest. <laughs> I know that sounds weird. Just because, oh, uh, just because if, if we had the new book, I would love to be there. But I just felt like our th it would be our third time there with with the same book. Right. Yeah. We're really yeah. really stretching out people's interest in this thing, and I just kind of felt like, ugh, that's just gonna be. It's just kind of it's kind of diminishing returns, but but you know being there with like a new book would be very exciting, and so I I'm really looking forward to next year now. I guess that's when oh yeah, have totally. To, it'll be yeah. a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sure there there will be a next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll come back for sure. 2021. So, and we'll have our second book by then. Yeah, and that'll be a lot of fun. I think it just because I, I was just kind of like. You know, it's it is fun. I love like I you know I love when the, the the kids come up and talk to us. I mean, that's my favorite part of it, of course. But uh, you know, there's only so many times you can tell them. Well, the book's coming out pretty soon. Oh, great. Okay. Well, I guess you already have the other one, so we'll see you see you next year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
I was kind of not looking forward to that part of it. I mean, it's still fun to sit and hang hang out with you guys, but just in terms of like the commercial element of it, the sales element of it, I was kind of, I wasn't hoping, I was kind of low, low expectations, but mm. who knows? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe, maybe there's like a third wave of people who would have interest in it. Who knows? Uh, I would have just made more merchandise. Yeah, like, that's, well, a, that's another. Well, you read the book, so now buy the merch. <laughs> oh, that's for that sure. That would have been my approach. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Uh, you're smarter than me, Nina. Yeah, I hope you. I hope you can uh, see TCAF sometime, Dave. I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to go to that. Um, you know, well, uh, this maybe next year. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this year, Lisa and I were finally able to pay off our mortgage, so that's freed up. A, oh, congratulations! Thank you. So that's really freed up a lot of of uh, our money. So. You know, it's going to other things. It's going to paying other debts right now. But once those debts are cleared up, then, you know, like our truck payments and stuff like that. So those are things that uh, we want to get out of the way as well. But also, I want at some point uh, for us to go to France so that uh, Nina can try, uh, see the difference between a a $9 bottle of wine and a $30 (laughs) bottle of wine. Because only in France will it make any sense. That's the only place it made sense for me. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun too. Well, have some delicious cheese. And since I'm getting more into bread, I will enjoy a nice sandwich. <laughs> oh, oh my! They do have oh, bread the bread there. is so yeah, yeah, so delicious. That's what I've heard. Yeah. But by the way, I'm uh, I'm I'm I've uh, left some to uh, to rise while we've uh, had this discussion. So <laughs> good, I'm good. looking forward to seeing how that all worked out. Cool, cool. I'm, oh, by the way, I'm a massive bread fan. Um, yes. When I got the sourdough bread with with my beer, yeah. um I I had two thoughts. One was. Uh, does sourdough bread need to be this gigantic? Like, why is it always huge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two, is there a way to cut it without shrapnel everywhere? Bread crust shrapnel? No. Uh, it shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't have that much. Shrapnel. It depends on. It depends on how they do the crust. Some crusts yeah. are, are more flaky than others. I don't have a proper others. bread knife. I think that's a problem. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that would like, be a nice, definitely a problem. Knife. Yeah. But even if then you, you do, gotta... there's some there's some sourdough breads where the crust just shatters as you cut it. Mm-hmm. Not, not all of them, but some are that way. I, that's not that's not the kind that I like the most. Like I just feel like it's a lot of a lot of crust chewing going on, which you know, like I like I, I like a chewy crust. I like I, I don't I mind do, it. I like it to Cutting a degree. It was a problem. I like mm-hmm. I like it to a degree, but if it's hard to cut it, it's going to be even harder to chew it. So I, I like a nice chewy bread. Mm, that's good. I mean, well, I do too. I like sourdough a lot. That's that's the only bread I eat my lunch <laughs> for lunch is sourdough. Oh really? I yeah. actually grew up yeah. hating sourdough. I just never liked it. But um, oh my gosh, as I grew older, I started appreciating it more. You you got you got better taste buds. <laughs> better taste so, buds. Yeah, I still have my pierogies dry though. I mean, I think that's makes sense. I mean, like you know, no child likes beer, but as you get older, your your appreciation for for more varied you know more more kind of nuanced flavors develops yeah so. true i wonder if my liking beer had to do had to do anything with me starting to like sourdough bread because to me like <laughs> when i was growing up i'm like oh this tastes sour like yeah. that shouldn't be sour that's that's wrong yeah but now i can appreciate it more mm-hmm. especially when it's like freshly baked yeah it's wonderful i and what's nice about even... and in san francisco they have, they have the best sourdough as you know Ye- do they that's what they're known for yeah okay san francisco Something in the I water. I thought they were known for yeah. rice and I thought they were known for. I thought they were known for a street for for cable cars. That's what I thought they were known for. Also, where people. Well, eat you can't their eat hearts. a cable car. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that, that shows is, what you that know. Is on their uh, their on their license plate, it says you can't eat a cable I, car. I have some San Francisco vacation photos to show you then. No, San Fran is known for sourdough bread and uh, saltwater taffy. Mm. I, I have not had their taffy yet, though. So water, it's okay. Salt water taffy is all right. It's fine. It's, have you ever had salt water taffy? It's fine. The thing is, never so had a taffy. but it makes it sound it's like a- it's going to be salty, and it's not. So it's, it's a bit of a misnomer, I think. 
Yeah. It should be called Freshwater I Taffy. I about why sourdough tastes so much better in San Francisco. Why? Oh, you're going to have to read it first. You're going to have to read it first. Because you can eat it it's on the cable car. Yeah. Is it just a style of bread, though? I thought it was just a style of... Cause we'll I, about the I, environmental I... bacteria. Oh, okay. Cause... It says San Francisco is awash in local bacteria species that makes its sourdough bread famous. Oh, okay. So there you go. Wow. Very good. All right. So, look, uh, we've been talking for 75 hours. So uh, <laughs> let's... And we haven't even talked about Fantasy Island yet. Because yeah. I, I, I am done with that. The By I'm the way, Nina, that. this was your fantasy. This whole thing, and now here's Bob. Here he is. No, he's not. Damn it! I wish we could just. I that. wish. Uh, but, but there'd be a, an ironic twist. That you'd been. find out he's the devil or something. Or... Oh, so I'm in the Twilight Zone. I'm not in Fantasy Island. They're very similar, man. They're very <laughs> similar. Uh, but here's uh, here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna ask because you were talking about. Uh, you know, you delayed. Uh, have you? Have, is, is for the question of the week? Has there ever been a time where you've been apart from someone uh, for an extended period of time that you cared about, and what did you do about that? Have you ever been apart from someone that you uh, that, that that you uh, that you cared about? So, anyone out there has a story about that? Please share that with us. It's not really. I guess it's my question to you. Is that uh, Dave? Do you have another question? Yeah, I'd like uh, to hear from listeners. I want them to tell tell us their favorite bread. Or bun, if you're a bun person. Bread or bun? Yeah. Very good. Nina, do you, uh, as the third dragon, have a question for our listeners? Uh, yes. Do you like your pierogies dry? <laughs> <laughs> Never has that's, that question uh, been asked. Do you like your pierogies uh, yeah. dry? That sounds very odd out of context, uh, but there we go. Yeah, was uh, it, is that a, is that a euphemism? Pe- yeah. How will the people contact us, Dave? What will they do? Okay, everyone. Well, here, I just want to clear a couple things off the table. First, fansplainers. Well, the votes are in, everyone, and they, they want us to talk about, or you want us to talk about, the Holy Grail, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So Ian and I will be doing our homework sometime this week, and we will talk about it, and it'll appear next week on fansplainers. So thank you for voting. Uh, we'll what about have... the Emoji Movie? Well, I only could I was put... like the first person to comment... You know and what? Therefore, I should get first dibs. Should be the emoji movie. <laughs> All right, we'll put it we in the mix for it'll the next. It'll be it'll one. be in the mix I'm, in the I'm next one. I'm not even kidding either. I want to know what you guys think about okay. it. Okay, okay. We'll put it up I, against. I was thinking about the, the emoji movie rabbit. for a week after <laughs> right. I watched it. You were what? Sorry. I was thinking about the emoji movie for a week after I watched it. Oh, wow. I had so many questions. It's funny how it's funny how night. things happen. The things stick in your mind like that. Okay, well, I'll put it in the next poll. I just I just grabbed three that were at hand, so that was that was my, and I wanted three that were different from each other as well. Okay, I am curious about the Emoji Movie too. Okay, so I'm I'm down with that if that comes to it. But okay. yeah, Monty okay. Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Yes. So we'll okay. be doing that. Good. And don't forget, our question and answer show is coming up. It's episode 450. So we'd like you to get some questions into us. You can do that by writing us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That is our email address. Send us your questions. Your questions equal a chance in our raffle for our grand prize. Also, if you send us questions, don't forget to send me your mailing address and we will send you a bumper sticker that we're going to make uh, just for people who ask questions for this this uh, contest. So those you get no matter what happens with the grand prize, whether you win or not, you still get that bumper sticker sent to you. So please send us your address when you send us your questions. We've got quite a few, but not enough. So please send more so the show can be four days long. And... Yeah. Ways to contact us, everyone. Of course, we have a website at Sneaky Dragon, or at uh, sorry, www.sneakydragon.com. I know, Ian, you don't think we need the www, but just so people know that it's on the World Wide Web and nowhere else, sneakydragon.com. Okay. So they're not doing this on their ham radio. <laughs> exactly right. I don't want that going on. So 
<laughs> you can, you'll find the show there. We have a comment section underneath, and you're welcome. As you've heard, lots of people have been commenting because everyone is bored out of their tree. Uh, we are also on Facebook at Sneaky Dragon. We are on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. That is a good place to vote for our Fansplainers episodes. We had a poll there, and lots of people responded to that. It was very nice. And uh, we are on uh, Tumblr, and we have a Patreon page, which is called Sneaky Dragon. If you like this show, you're welcome to go there and support us. All, all your money goes directly to funding the things that we do. So uh, it's uh, very helpful. So there you go. Yeah, Nina thinks we don't push that Patreon enough. So there, we're doing it extra hard while she's here. There. <laughs> Good. Is that right, Nina? You don't... You you're... guys deserve the money. <laughs> we deserve it. Exactly. Podcasting right. is very lucrative right now because everyone's stuck at home and they need entertainment. <laughs> you should have heard me uh, talking to my, my uh, branch manager about the the little things I made at work that I had pictures of last week. Oh my God. If you want to hear self-effacing to the point of like groveling, that was, oh, it was just terrible. I felt like Uriah Heep in, uh, in David Copperfield. I was just so, oh, this piece of garbage. Oh, it's just junk. Don't worry. Oh, I just wasted some time making this piece of crap. <laughs> you shouldn't act that way. No, I just can't help it. You should be proud of your work. I know. It's terrible. I just, even when I was doing it, I was just killing, I was kicking myself mentally, but I just can't. I just can't seem to not do it. This is a terrible habit I've somehow developed, and uh, mm. I am ashamed of myself. So, yes, we deserve your support on Patreon, everyone. Please think about definitely it. definitely do. If you can't afford it, that's fine. The show's free. But if you can, it's much appreciated. And with that, I want to thank Nina for coming on the show. Thank you, Nina. And thank you. Yeah, for, thanks for having me. And especially ca- coming on and talking about uh, the, this last little while with, with your marriage and things. I know it's a painful subject. And thank you for talking yeah, about it with if, us. If you go to my Twitter, on uh, that's Space Coyote. That's Space Coyote with an L at the end <laughs> instead of an E. Sure. Because I couldn't secure the username Space Coyote. Well, it's like Peyote. Uh, yeah, Coyote, it's an yeah. um, Aztec god, yep, trickster exactly. god. Sure. Anyway, uh, I wrote or Andrew a little comic about my uh, my predicament here. Uh, Not fact, a predicament. Um, in fact, we retreated it on our Sneaky Dragon. Uh, we retreated oh. it on Sneaky Dragon as well. So oh, okay, if people yeah. go on if Twitter, you go on Sneaky Dragon yep. Twitter, then you'll see it retweeted. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it already, it was very nice. It was, I, a, it was a really good cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I made I made everyone in my family read it. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah, we got we got weepy over here on it too. It's very sweet. Yeah, like 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 I explained in the comic, we wanted to keep our engagement a secret until we got married, and we wanted to be like, surprise, we got married. But now that we don't know when that's going to happen, we didn't yeah. want to keep it a secret any longer. Yeah, so it's, it's a long like, time. Let's at least announce our engagement sure. on the day we're supposed to get married. Yeah, it's a long time to, to keep the cat way. in the bag for sure. Yeah, and Bob found it very awkward to keep calling me his girlfriend. Mm. He wants to he wants to start calling me um, his fiance. Yeah, that's that's a step up. Of course, of course, you want that. It's more official that way. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's great. Well, thank you for coming on, and Ian, thank you for coming yeah. on. I know that you aren't always comfortable with this method of of recording the show, so I appreciate you. You are uh, putting great, yourself though. out here. Yeah, you couldn't <laughs> tell. Great. Honestly, we can't, we can't I'm tell. I'm giving you two thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, bless. You're Thank doing you. A, you're doing a great job. And it's just good hearing from both of you as well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to a time where we can all like get together and uh, watch Dave eat too many hot dogs. <laughs> too many is uh, not three. Three is just enough, just so you know. How about as soon as <laughs> we're able to go outside safely, we go to What's Up Hot Dog, and we can all eat three hot dogs each. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay, done. Sure, I'll eat the leftovers. Um, so, yes, because we did talk about that, because I also finished the pasta at uh, <laughs> Anton's. Oh, <so>. yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm keeping my... We can do that, too. How about 
How about we do it after we finish the three hot dogs? So the hot dogs are not appetizing. Oh, dear Lord. Then we go get We survived the plague, and then they died the next day. That's right. How did their stomach explode? I've never heard of that happening. All right. David could survive it. <laughs> Probably. The amount I ate, I was almost over, over bent over double. <laughs> it was good. It was a good feeling. I haven't eaten like that since I was a kid, so it was nice. All right. Let's call let's call quits on this. It's been a pleasure talking to both of you. I do miss you both, so this is really nice. So Yeah. Uh everyone, let's let's uh reconvene next week. Mm-hmm.